Today on Gamerhead Radio, the day that a fighting game expert graced Gamerhead Radio to you was the greatest day of your life. To me, it was Sunday. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Gentlemen of Gamerhead Radio, I am of course Viking Jesus Mike Nemitz, the man of a thousand beards. I really need to come up with a new uh, <laughs> nickname because it, it it just makes all the sense. Beard McGee. Beard McGee. I have a question. What constitutes a beard? If the, if two hairs constitutes a beard, do you have at least 2,000 hairs in that beard? I feel the need to count now. <laughs> uh, you're welcome to if, if my beard doesn't eat you first. But I, I'm 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 told that it enjoys eating live human beings. Oh, I I'll pass then. Um, and of course, joining me uh, at this time is the Technotrona Unicorn, whatever the hell he's called, uh, Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I like how it changes every week. <laughs> I just can't remember how it says. I'll... I, I, no, I think you got. I think it's Technotronicorn. I, I think I need to have yeah. a sign behind you so that whenever, whenever, whenever <laughs> I, I introduce you every week, I can just look at it and I'll use Songbird's pronunciation guide and everything. So, but whatever. And uh, of course, um, Goat is still not here because he's too busy apparently being awesome. Um, as he's constantly reminding us. As he's constantly reminding us. <laughs> Um, so joining us in the guest host chair this week uh, is fighting game enthusiast Brian Lesser. Hola. That man. <laughs> he, he, uh, he may or may not be speaking in Spanish the entire time, apparently. ¿Cómo está? Don't you start. <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be great for, you know, diversity of the listeners and stuff like that, but no, don't you start. Jokes on me, that's all I know. <laughs> okay, good. Um... So, uh, pretty slow week in games, uh, oddly enough. No, uh, no big video game events going on. Oh, I take that back. Uh, IndieCade is going on, um, which is a big, small event, because it's... Are you a... sure it's not a small, big event? It might be. <laughs> um, what is IndieCade? IndieCade is, it's roughly what it sounds like. It's basically E3, but entirely for indie games. Oh, cool. But it's not nearly the size and scale that E3 is. I mean, but it's... You have to the... wonder how many times the word Steam was uttered there this week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, we'll get more into that later. Um, so, uh, games coming out this week. Uh, the big releases, Beyond Two Souls. Mm. Um, the newest... Uh, uh, quote-unquote movie game from Quantic Dream, the folks who made uh, Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain. Um, and uh, a, a little, tiny little, you know, game called Pokemon X and Y. Oh, my God! Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> I was going to do exactly that. Um, you know, coming out on Saturday. And I, I have to say, I'm my anticipation for Pokemon is so through the roof that I can't play anything else because I already look at it like like down upon it because it's not Pokemon. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I tried. I, I, I finished. First of all, well, actually, let's get into what we were playing this week. Uh, so let's start with Brian. Did you play any games this week? Yes. And it wasn't a fighting game, actually. What? <laughs> My world has been shattered. I'm I, sorry. I, no, actually, um, I actually played Diablo 3 for the console. Really? Yes. How are you enjoying that? I are you enjoying it? <laughs> I am enjoying it, actually, because I don't have to have an authenticator for it. Ouch. <laughs> 
I feel as I'm missing a joke here. Uh, D- D- Diablo three was an always online game, sure. and be- and because for it's a blizz- for PC originally, obviously, and uh, you know because of its being a Blizzard game, a lot of people hack into BattleNet accounts and stuff like that. So All the it's time. A- it's almost required that you have an authenticator for a bl- for a oh, BattleNet account. Gotcha. Um, I had one on my phone, <laughs> and then my last phone died, and so I went. I had to do a roundabout thing in order to get it like deactivated and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Basically, I said after dealing with two authenticators and I'm still having problems, I'm done. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And the nice thing is that the character data for the console versions are saved locally and not on anyone's Instead of, like, on the cloud or something like that. So you can play the console version offline? Yes. Nice. Well, I would hope so. That'd be... Well, just, I, I never <laughs> yeah. thought about that, because I remember when yeah. Diablo 3 came out, it was a big deal that it was online only, and so it never even occurred it to me. It still is, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. The PC version is, um, as far as the console version, basically you can choose between offline, um, friends only, or you can make the game public. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yes. Or System Link. Really? Yes. That's surprising. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. It's fun. Land parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, because they took land parties out of StarCraft, one of the games that made land parties most famous anyway yep. um is that everything you played just diablo uh, just a little bit of injustice gods among us just because you know the whole to keep the whole fighting game thing going well there you go yeah well, good I'd, I'd hate to bring you in here and suddenly you didn't play any <laughs> fighting games all week um charlie did you play anything i finally finished walking dead yay, yay! how was it goddamn ending right oh god don't, obviously don't give any spoilers course, away for course, our listeners that haven't but or right me. right yeah <laughs> I um I mean it's, I bet it's you're eagerly waiting for season two right yeah. now like me aren't you um and see the thing is is that I did not at the time when I finished the game it had escaped my ear holes that there was going to be a season two so I thought that was just the end and I was <laughs> like are you kidding me and so then I found that out and I immediately um uh, downloaded and played through the 400 days expansion like hoping that they would give me some continuation of the main story which it doesn't. Um, oh, okay. I won't yeah. even look at it then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was—it uh, was, it was okay. It was it worth the five bucks. I'll I'll, I, I have it on PC, so I'll wait for a Steam okay. sale or something. It, yeah, that's yeah, that, that, that that's how I would do it too. Um, but um, but yeah, it was uh, absolutely worth every second of my time. I uh, I feel like a horrible person for taking this long to get through it. Um, a year after it finished its season. <laughs> it's like wine. It ages well. No, it doesn't. Um, so, um, But no, it was a really, really, really good game. And so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to go to next. Um, well, I, know- that, I, th- I think that's a sign of a really good game. When, you, when you're looking at everything else that you have to play and everything that's out there and just like, how do I top that? You know, I, know. Yeah. I, I was the same way when I played The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, I, I can't remember what I played right after that. Yeah, I um, I think I'm gonna go into um, I've I've got to finish up Uncharted three. Um, so I'm gonna. Oh, that's right. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna finish that up, and then I think I'm going to. I, I have a history of always playing. Um, each Assassin's Creed game when the next one comes out. <laughs> it's just I, I always I, 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 I do always... that with I do that with the Metal Gear games. So I, okay. I know what you're talking about. So, so I think I might jump into um I uh into Assassin's Creed three next. Okay. Cool, but yeah, um, I uh, I actually finished uh, Rayman Legends yesterday, and by finished you mean by finished I mean the credits roll. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't un- I didn't even unlock the last place because I don't think I'll ever get the amount of teensies I need in order to unlock it. Um, because you need like four hundred or something like that, and I'm currently sitting at like two seventy four. Have you played the back to origins levels? A, a few. I had to. Okay. I had to. I had to play some of those to get more in order to um, uh, fight like one of the final levels or something like that. Let me tell you, as a fan of the music levels, it is worth your time. 
Is it? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and play it then. Um, 100% do it. No, 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 no. We're, no, Sean, no. Uh, uh, I, Sean and I are close. I forgot we did play that a little bit yesterday, too. We're at about 630-odd, I think. Wow, out of so, 700, right? Yep, yep, yep. Damn, I, I will never get to that point. Um, but that's okay, because I did whatever. Um, so I finished that. Uh, I tried playing... Um, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons, but I just couldn't do it anymore for some reason. Really? I'm on, I'm on like the second to last dungeon, and I I just got I've been getting so frustrated with it. Like you know, mm. everyone here knows my aversion to retro games and stuff like that. And I actually came up with this whole like epic speech and put it on Twitter, 140 characters at a time. Um, you something, know, something about you don't play something that's 22 seconds old or something like that. Uh, 21 minutes old. <laughs> you get the idea. Same thing. <laughs> um. So I mean, you know, it was a good game, but it was it's a lot of a lot of the mechanics are dated, and like you know, I play games for the art style and stuff like that, and there's very little like artistic value in the handheld Zelda games, especially the Oracle of Seasons and Ages games, because the story is way for thin. It's one of those games, and I've played both of them. Um, obviously, the art style is very similar to that of um, Link's Awakening, as I'm sure you've played before. I played and beat, actually, about a month ago. Yes. Um, the one thing I did enjoy about um, both of them is that, obviously, they're separate stories, but if you... I think it's... It doesn't really matter which one you beat first. Basically, if you beat one first... Right, yeah, yeah. They give you the password, then you enter the password into the other game. Right. So then you get not only the ending for that game, but then you also get the the final ending where you... Yeah, oh. I, I, I read up on that stuff, and I, I have the Hyrule Historia. So yes. so when I put the game down the other day and I said, fuck this, I'm not going to play them anymore, I went through and like read the story and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is weak. I, I, I can... I, I won't feel bad about putting it aside. Um, it's still a fun game, though. Yeah, games. Uh... See, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to in a future episode once uh, Goat comes back because I really want his opinions on everything I have to say. I'm going to actually, I, I came up with a full on like explanation for my aversion to retro game, quote unquote retro games and stuff like that. So that'll be yeah. probably in what three weeks whenever Goat comes back Something for his like first that. episode. Yeah. Um, I should come back for that one. Wink, wink. I'm kidding. You could. <laughs> um, so I has been over here. <laughs> so I tried playing that. Um, I also tried getting into System Shock Two on oh. PC um, because Austin Winery recommended it to me months ago, sure. and I figure you know a man like him, you know, if he recommends a game to me, I better damn play it because the last game he recommended to me was Journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was before he knew really anything about me, which you know, whatever. Um. I, I couldn't get into it either, but I, I you know, I, re- I respected everything about System Shock 2 and stuff like that, but I, I just couldn't get into it. And I, I have a feeling part of it is just because I'm so excited for Pokemon. I'm so, uh, seriously, you guys, like, it, it's six days away. And well, I don't blame you. I don't I'm, blame I'm, you at all. I'm, and at the same time, I'm trying to, like, stay dark on it so I can be like a 15, or not a 15-year-old, like a 10-year-old again. And at the same time, like, I want to know everything about it. Like, today, at work, I had nothing to do. And so, literally, I just had a blank piece of paper, and I was forming my team, like, ahead of time. <laughs> just like, okay, I'm going to have this guy. No, that's stupid. Then everyone's weak to water. Like no, I'll, I'll throw this guy in here. And and, and so, I'm, that, that, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm so freaking excited. I've been, I've been that way about Game Series before. I think I was oh. that way about um, Mass Effect 3 before it came out. So, I oh, get it. I'm, I, I, I cannot wait, yeah, you guys. Yeah, that was... 
I, I swear, we're going to record the podcast next week, and the entire time we're recording, I'm just going to have Pokemon off to the side, and I'll be like barely paying attention. I was going to say, do I need to drag my rig to your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's on a 3DS, so I can bring it here. Actually, I'll be but that right. would require you driving here, which would take away from your gaming time. You're assuming that I turn off the 3DS while driving. <laughs> Playing and driving. I'll be no driving idiots. over here. I'll just mount my 3DS XL to the steering wheel. As, as, he, as he moves okay. the 3DS around. I'm not wheel. serious, folks. Do not <laughs> game and drive at the same time. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Hey, the laws just say texting. That's that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Though, to be fair, I am looking forward to X and Y because of the card game. Because we're going to be getting new stuff for the card game, too. Oh. We're, we're getting a fairy type yeah. card. Let me guess, the background's going to be pink for those, right? Yes. Of course they are. And the energies are going to be pink, too. Uh, Of course they are. Of course they are. Anyway, now that you know what we did this week in games, let's see what the industry did this week in games. Okay, so uh, a bit of a slow news week this week. Um... But uh, we did manage to ooze every piece of valuable information out. Are you okay over there, Brian? <laughs> uh, some things are kind of funny. That's all. Like yeah. ooze. Like ooze. <laughs> like Ivan ooze. Ooze. What? Don't was, don't elaborate on that. I now was that thinking I think about it. just the movie. <laughs> uh, coming in at number five, uh, GTA Online officially launched on October 1st this past week. However, if you've been able to get in and play, you're one of the few. Um, if you have arms, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, as expected, you know, when GTA Online uh, first launched this past week, you know, there were a ton of server issues. People couldn't log in. And then there were a lot of issues where people's created characters wouldn't be saved. And so then they'd have to go through the relatively long tutorial level all over again. Um uh, and, and things like that. So a lot of people were really frustrated, but Rockstar came forward and they said, Hey, we told you so, because they did, they came out a few weeks ago and they said, by the way, when GTA online launches, you know, that Sim City and Diablo three and the disasters and stuff like that. Yeah. It's probably going to be like that. And um, <laughs> they said, they said something almost exactly along those lines and who can blame them? They, yeah. the game sold a billion dollars in sales in three days. At least they said something. Well, yeah. I mean, we are we are getting to the point, and I've mentioned this before, where, you know, gamers are very self-entitled with these services and stuff like that, oh, especially yeah. with, you know, I think it's fair to say that GTA Online was very heavily anticipated when they revealed it and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, I know I was really looking forward to it. I know Charlie was pretty excited about it. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you're really into GTA at all at Honestly, that point. Honestly, I kind of just got into sandbox gaming myself with uh, Saints Row the Third. You you should uh, definitely play um, both Saints Row 4 and, and GTA, GTA 5, 5 soon. Like, soon, soon. I've seen quite a few people stream it, so I, I like what I see. I might pick yeah. it up. Um... But, you know, so there were a lot of server problems. Uh, Rockstar has issued patches to both the PS3 and Xbox 360 version. Um, and uh, things have smoothed out just a little bit, but uh, things aren't quite perfect yet. There are still a lot of uh, logout errors and things like that. Um, I, I, I'm surprised. I haven't actually seen anyone from the community demanding any sort of reparation or anything like that yet, which I'm kind of shocked at, knowing gamers like I do. Well, it's a little bit different when you're comparing it to the SimCity thing because, like, the entirety of the SimCity game didn't work. That's true. So, I mean, like, this is like a, mm-hmm. this is like a, I, I mean, I mean to belittle it, but this is like a bolt-on thing. Like, you know, you yeah. still got the, you know, 
It's you know people. <laughs> the, the single player game is still yeah. fantastic. Right. Yeah. People can... still would have paid sixty bucks for just what came on the disc. The online right. stuff is just is just fun extra stuff. So right. I uh, hopefully they're you know the fact that people aren't like throwing as big of a hissy fit over it as as the other stuff. They're oh, they're thinking about that. Right. Um. And a similar situation with Diablo three where you had to be online in order to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which sucks. Well. You know, we've we've discussed our uh, opinions on always online DRM before. Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad to see that they at least acknowledge they're smoothing it out. But apparently, some features um, themselves are like having sporadic show-ups and stuff like that. Like apparently, if you like actually, arms? huh? Like arms? Like arms? <laughs> yeah, yes, that was a uh, <laughs> that was an issue. Um, there, there's Rockstar's got a whole list of known glitches and stuff like that, and it's really kind of funny just to read through it. Um, like the whole, you know, not showing up and not having arms, and suddenly people, you know, or the cars are flying into the distance and stuff like that. It's really odd, but that's a Rockstar game for you. Um, <laughs> the glitches are almost better than not having glitches. Yeah. Um, from a technical aspect, the arms thing, I just, I, I, I'm stuck <laughs> on that because I don't understand, like. The, 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 just the, the, Part of you has to wonder if it was actually intentional because a bit. because there have been conspiracies before. If Rockstar is putting these glitches in just to fuck with people, like in GTA Four, if you run into that one swing set, your car just goes flying across the map. <laughs> have you ever seen that? No. I'll show you the video when we're oh recording God. here. But there's this one swing set that the swings are like gently swinging in the wind and stuff like that. <laughs> and if you drive your car into it, your car is launched all the way across the map. And everyone's just okay. like that. That has to be that. That can't be, you know, an accident. <laughs> it's the most happy accident I've ever seen. The thing so. about the arms thing that, that that messes with my head is because if you've ever looked at like the making of video games, yeah, it's like you've got the skeletal structure of the character, and then you've got the texture skin over that structure. Right. The arms are never a separate piece <laughs> from the rest of the body. So how is it that just the arms are missing? Like it's just it's very weird to me. Uh, I the mocap guy had no arms. I thought. <laughs> I think they're I think they're getting a jump on the inevitable uh, Black Knight mod. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. Ten bucks, I am sold. You hop around just biting people's shins. Dude, that'd be awesome. I wouldn't pay ten bucks for it, but I'll, sure, I'll buy two copies of GTA Five for that. You, you go ahead. I already. I, I will. I, I paid my way for GTA Online, but uh, I haven't actually tried GTA Online yet. But I plan to whenever more people I know pick up the game. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. I'm teasing you guys. Whenever you, you know, etc. I'm not. I'm, I have other things to play. Pokemon's coming out in six goddamn days. Speaking of Pokemon, <laughs> speaking of Pokemon, well, actually, I'm skip. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Coming in number four, uh, Nintendo had a really uh, quickly announced Nintendo Direct this past week. Um, a lot of it was mostly about games that we already know about and already know release dates for and things like that. It was just new footage. Um, there were two bits of information that really stood out to me, um, though. Uh, number one, they're making a Kirby game for 3DS. Uh, it's apparently very reminiscent of the old school Kirby games where you actually inhale things and take on their powers and stuff like that. Not, I might like it then. Not, yeah. Uh, so he's not made of yarn. So it's, he's not made of yarn. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I would love it if there was like a yarn unlockable or something like that because Kirby's epic yarn was adorable and, and <laughs> it, it felt me with warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um... 
But the other piece of news that I got out of the Nintendo Direct is that Sonic the Hedgehog is in the new Smash Brothers. Whoa. Hey, 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 hey. You're too slow, okay? I know. That's <laughs> why I'm saying it like this. Um, I actually thought we knew that already, but I guess I was imagining that. Uh, see, I was always worried that Sonic wasn't going to be in there because, you know, uh, Mashiro Sakurai, the, the the director for the game and stuff like that, you know, he, he, he said that, you know, I hope you won't mind if we don't have too many, like, new characters or something like that. And he even made it sound like they're cutting characters. Yeah, and, you know, it, the, seems like he, it seems like he kind of says one thing, but then the exact opposite always happens anyways. Kind of, sort of. He's he, Yeah, I, I can kind of agree with that. Um, but, you know, y- y- you look at the roster, I mean, even go back to when Goat and I broke down the Smash Brothers roster and we said, like, who should stay and who should go and who should um, who should be added and stuff like that. We did, like, three whole episodes on that. Demise. Um I think Demise would actually be pretty yes. cool in place of Ganon, but that's a story for another day. Um, uh, and I was the first to admit, you know, even though Sonic is my main character in Smash Brothers and stuff like that, I was the first to admit that Sonic is probably on the chopping block first, just because he's a third-party character. And, you know, if li- if anything like licensing agreements don't go through or something like that, Nintendo's mm-hmm. not going to even bat an eyelash. It's just like, yeah, okay. And then, we, we, and then Mega Man showed up. And then Mega Man showed up. And then I was even more nervous. It's like, okay, what if what if they got rid of Sonic and added Mega Man? I mean, I'm not a big Mega Man fan. I respect it and stuff like that. And I think it's really cool. But really, like, come on. And then and then Sonic showed up. And now we can have the um, dream, you know, triple threat match of Mario, Sonic, and Mega Man. Um, which I, that's going to be the unless they're all locked that's going to be the first match I do in you know the new Smash Bros yeah. whenever it comes out I think it's kind of funny though that especially when it came to the Mega Man part it's almost like it almost seems like everybody but Capcom is doing something Mega Man related you have Nintendo yeah. doing you know having Mega Man in Smash Brothers you have um, Inafune with Mighty Number no. 9 mm-hmm. and then you see Capcom like what are you going to do what are you going to yeah. do come on yeah. Especially since uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, they ended their funding at over four million dollars. Yes, which everyone's just. Uh, I, yeah. I, I can imagine when Inafune gets that like yeah. check or whatever the hell they send him for four million dollars. Yeah. He'll probably be like maniacal after. I can only, I can in the only imagine he's going to take a selfie with it and send it to his friends at Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like, you could have had this, bitches. Click. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, Seriously. <laughs> I think well, so they confirmed it's going to be on all the platforms, including the next gen. Mm-hmm. They they just barely squeaked by with the next gen stuff with uh, PS4 and Xbox One. So would, uh, they almost certainly would have done it anyways, even if they hadn't hit the stretch goal. Like they probably would have done it anyways. Well, see, just... they, they they have the thing going on with the Kickstarter, which a lot of campaigns apparently do now. Is they have funding after the Kickstarter is ended, but they have very limited mm-hmm. rewards as opposed to when the campaign was actually going. Well, yeah. all, all I meant was is that they just be leaving money on the table if they didn't put it on the next gen oh, consoles. Right. Yeah, 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 especially with though because like we've talked about before. They're all x86 now, so if they're doing it on PC, the effort to put it on uh, Xbox One and PS4 is minimal. Right. So. Yeah. So. How the hell did we get on the topic of Mighty Number no. 9? Oh, yeah, we were talking about Mega Sonic. Man. Uh, Sonic and yeah. Mega Man and etc. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah. So, Sonic is in the new Smash Brothers, and I uh, that's the best news I've heard all week, except for Pokemon coming out next weekend. So, real, real quick, <laughs> aside from Sonic and uh, Mega Man, are there any other third-party 
characters announced not, at this time? Not announced at this time. Um, the only other third-party character that's ever appeared in the Super Smash Brothers franchise was Snake. Snake, right. um, Snake yes. And kind of like with Sonic, a lot of people are assuming he might be on the chopping block just because... It, it was weird to begin with. It was it was weird to begin with. I mean, even me, the yeah. diehard Metal Gear Solid fan who speaks in Snake's voice like <laughs> on every other episode of the radio here... Um, you know, even I was just like, really? Yeah. Okay, well, okay you know, whatever. I mean, I, he he's not a bad character, actually. He's he's probably my second choice after Sonic, but... It's just kind of like, which one of these is not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Raiden was, a, was an assist in Brawl. Um, uh, Gray Fox was. It was Gray Fox. Raiden wasn't, no, but Gray Fox was. Um, but that was, that was the next thing that everyone was wondering about is like... Is, you know, is Snake going to be re- replaced with, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five era Big Boss or something like that? Just because that's... That actually wouldn't be a bad idea. I, w- I wouldn't mind it. I mean, the only thing that I wouldn't like about that is then they'll have it voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. And we all know how much I don't want Kiefer Sutherland mm, to voice Snake. Even though there's actually, actually a trailer floating around now with him voicing Snake. And he didn't do too bad, but he's no David Hayter. It might be a tough call if they... Or me... <laughs> well, it's, it's the Keith the Kiefer Sutherland thing. It's a tough call, really. They might do it, but or um, what they might do is they might have someone that can uh voice or that can match his voice. Yeah, really, just to like save on money and everything. I'm 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 still banking on the idea and the heavy rumor that's going on around the Metal Gear community that um that the reason they haven't used David Hayter as Snake so far is that he will end up voicing Solid Snake later on in the game mm. and if you have two characters voicing the same uh, you know voiced by the same guy it's really fucking confusing because like in in metal gear solid 4 spoilers um you know uh, big boss was in that and he wasn't voiced by david Hayter. Mm. so i uh, that's the only explanation i will accept out of all of this <laughs> um as a rabid metal gear fanboy i'm but, just waiting for like, we'll the see. credits to roll on mgs5 and just and just hear david at the end it's showtime, and you just see David Hayter unlocked. And, and then, and then, David and, and then suddenly you're playing an HD remake of the original Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, coming in at number three, um, heads are allegedly rolling at Nintendo. Um, as I've mentioned at least a dozen and a half times by now, Pokemon it, comes out in six days. I was going to say, yeah, because of Pokemon. Um... And apparently there's a lot of leaks regarding Pokemon. Um, of mm. course, uh, these are different kind of leaks because, you know, keep in mind the game is releasing the exact same day worldwide, a first for the series. Yes. Um, and uh, we're, we're seeing reports on, you know, social networking sites and stuff like that, that uh, GameStops that have sold the game ahead of street date or even just like let their yes. employees play it. Allegedly, Nintendo is sending reps out by plane going to those stores and saying, we're never going to give you a Nintendo game again if you don't get those games back. Ooh. This is, this is all rumors, okay. but I mean... These these internal reports, which Kotaku, Joystick, and IGN have all reported on, um, suggest that there's a lot of people in trouble at Nintendo for these leaks, which right. seems odd to me because there's not a whole lot that Nintendo can do. How is it Nintendo's fault? I I don't know. I mean, I it, it's because the, the the problem, if I understood what you're saying correctly, is that. The retailers are letting the games out early, right? Exactly. Yes. And so, in my experiences, um, whenever a retailer sells a game ahead of street date, they're usually just levied with massive fines and possible uh, loss of vendor support from that yeah. particular company. Yeah. Um, now, if I may say, I mean, 
I think part of this might be on Nintendo because they ship their games so early. Um, you know, every retailer around you guys, I guarantee they have Pokemon in their back room right now, even though it doesn't come out for another six days. Um, they've probably had it for at least a week, but you know, whereas Sony, you know, if they shipped a game or something like that, they would ship it so that it shows up three days before launch. Nintendo has always been a little bit more, um, early, I guess. Early with most products. Proactive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, apparently not. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why Nintendo would be attacking their own people internally. I can definitely see yeah. them, you know, uh, punishing retailers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, these leaks, especially for such a high profile game, is the kind of thing that gets people fired from their minimum wage job at GameStop. Mm. Um, not that they probably care at that point. I mean, I once told myself that um, while I was still on the sales floor at Best Buy, I told myself the way I was going to end my job there was I was going to break the street date on something. And then I'm like, that seems like a bad idea. And especially <laughs> because I actually respect my manager now. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. And, but, and it's kind of difficult for someone like me who's trying to be dark on Pokemon. Um, because, you know, all these leaks are showing up and they're showing up on meme sites and news sites and stuff right. like that. And, and and no one's really filtering anything. I still want to go into the game like I'm a 10 year old playing the game for the first time. So, I, I mean, the only thing I've really done is put together my team of what I've already got in Pokemon White 2. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't understand this whole like. I'm trying to figure out why it's necessarily a bad thing that the leaks are happening to begin with. I mean, people are playing your game. It's kind of free publicity, isn't it? I mean, something you would the only thing I can think to? of is that if somebody's worried that somebody's going to say something bad about it. And, you know, because... Like, and so but, far, all the reviews have been at least a 9 out of 10 or above. Right. So, and so, yeah. yeah, for this kind of thing, I would not expect that to happen. But, I mean, um, you know... Uh, I, you know, just, just, I'm just trying to put my, myself in the mindset of like an exec who's just staring at his bottom line all day. And like, you know, just like all he, all he's worried about is just making numbers and making sales and like, you know, what's going to, what's going to make it go up, what's going to make it go down. And like, all it takes is for one semi high profile person to go out and say, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's not as great as I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you have a, Suddenly how many drop. people read that and say, Oh, maybe I won't pick it up. Yeah. You know, so it, it might just be a simple matter of that. Well, I I can understand that with certain things, but Pokemon will sell like hotcakes no matter what. Well, I mean, sure, you, you know, yeah. um, I mean, even look at Diamond and Pearl. A lot of, a lot of there were a lot of people criticizing Diamond and Pearl um, when it came out so many years ago. I criticized Diamond and Pearl when it came out so many years ago, and it still sold better than any generation before sure. it. So, but to those execs, there's a you know the difference between like the five million people are going to buy the game no matter what, right. versus the five point zero zero one million that might you know might exactly. buy it without reading that oh, okay. negative review i mean like that 0.001 increase in sales makes a difference when you've got your head in that space so apparently um that that's all i can think of. that's just my theory yeah no that makes sense um i don't know i see i know i know why street dates exist street dates exist so that retailers have um a fair advantage over one another so that oh, everyone sure. can sell the game at the exact same time as opposed to you know um, if a street date is broken, like company wide at GameStop, suddenly the execs at Best Buy are really fucking pissed off that they're missing out on all that money, you know. So I I, I don't know. I I'm uh, whatever leaks, etc. I really fucking want Pokemon, guys. <laughs> Just, God damn it, them fairy types. 
No, I don't want fairy types. <laughs> I'm getting Y for a reason, because the legendary is dark and flying, like, you oh, know. Didn't I, didn't I see that X is going to get that special Mega Charizard evolution? Well, they both have a Mega Charizard evolution, but, the, there's, yeah, the but there's different, different forms for each of them. Same thing with Mega Mewtwo. Oh. Yes. Um, and in my circle, I, I think it's pretty much split down the middle between people who are getting Y and people who are getting X. Like, oh. I know Goat's getting X. I'm getting Y. Uh, that'll work out well for you, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, between the people I know at Best Buy that are picking up the game, two are picking up Y, three are picking up X. Um, that's not even mentioning the people I know that are, uh, you know, outside of Best Buy and Goat that I know who are picking up the game and stuff like that. So it's, you know, I'll always just trade, you know, to be able to get all those exclusive forms and stuff like that. So it's not a big deal to me. Um, I say that now, but I have a feeling there's going to be some exclusive to X that I'm going to really, really want, and that, uh, like, no one's going to be interested in but me, but whatever. Uh, coming in at number two, the internet sort of stopped for a moment earlier this week when a trademark for Half-Life 3 from Valve Corporation showed up in Europe. Um, oh, boy. Of course, this comes on the tail of uh, Charlie talking for half an hour about Steam Machines last week. <laughs> May have been more. I, uh, <laughs> give or take five minutes. Not too bad. Um, of course, uh, Valve announced the Steam Machines and Steam OS and the Steam Controller and stuff like that last week. So everyone thought that, you know, this is perfectly timed What with the Half-Life 3 trademark being applied for and stuff like that. Um, I think there were even rumors swirling that it was only going to be usable on the Steam Controller stuff. Um, which doesn't sound like Valve no. to me. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't seem like the kind of people that would force you to use something proprietary to play a game. Um, and just like we were saying about about uh, about Mighty Number no. Nine, like Half Life Three is, it would be stupid to not put that game out on every single console that exists. Yeah, but but this is Valve we're talking about. He, they already Gabe already has. Uh, an anger against Microsoft for Windows 8 and yeah. a kind of anger against Sony for the PS3. So right. unless yeah. Half-Life 3 is showing up on the Wii U, <laughs> <laughs> which I would buy the shit out of, by the way. It would boost I, Wii U sales. Think. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, hey, you saw my status the other day. I have a Freeman uh, confirmed for Smash Brothers. I just, oh, my God. <laughs> If, if Gordon Freeman was in Smash Bros, Snake would actually make sense compared to that. <laughs> oh, anyway. At least you wouldn't have to hire a voice actor. Exactly. You'd see some mute guy just, like, looking, like, looking... Looking like he's in Weezer? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Weezer, 20 years later. In an HEV suit. Anyway. Life support. Um, so Half-Life 3 trademarks uh, popped up in Europe. Um, the whole thing turned out to be bogus, or at least we're assuming because suddenly the trademark is no longer um, no longer able to be found on the patent website and everything like that. Aww. Yeah. Way to blue ball me, really. <laughs> um, and, and not only that, but it doesn't quite make sense because Valve didn't put trademarks in for Half-Life 1 or 2 or Episode 1 or Episode 2 at that, so... Putting it just randomly putting a trademark in for Half Life Three, uh, someone had a lot of fun just kind of generating fake buzz. Especially about knowing it. that all that stuff is public and knowing exactly what would happen. Oh, of know. course, of course. Yeah, Val, to be, Val to be isn't fair though. When you really think about how much hype 
and demand there is for Half-Life 3. You really couldn't blame a company like Valve for doing I, that. I don't even know if, I don't even know if gamers actually want Half-Life 3 at this point. I think they're just... I think, you know, I was I, thinking I, about I think, that this the other I day. Think, I think they're just kind of... I think it's just kind of routine now just to beg for it. Like, some day, 20 years from now, Half-Life 3 will finally be released. Exactly. And, and after that, you know, they'll be teasing Half-Life 4 and people will still be like, well, we want Half-Life 3. Did you but, read the uh, Did you read the letter from Gabe Newell on Dorkly? Dorkly, yes. Oh I my God. didn't actually. Basically, the I guess the message they were getting across is you have to think about how much um, success um, Valve has achieved just from Steam in general with with how big Steam has become. Oh with, yeah. with how much they're they've rolling done. in money because of it. Exactly. But to think about you know the fact that they've done so much and you have you have this fan base that's still asking for a fps game yeah that when you really think about it you don't know if if, if that game's gonna make as much money yeah. as they think it's going to you know yeah you can have people that are gonna you know purchase it day one yeah you can have people that are gonna pre-order it but like when you also think about all those the summer sales the winter sales yeah if they release it i mean i don't even know if they'll be able to maximize profit so to speak with the game when you know that you're, it's probably going to go on sale. You know what I'm kind of concerned about with Half-Life 3? I'm concerned that they're going to make it some kind of free-to-play game. Because that's what Valve is really focusing on lately. What with that, with what with TF2 and Dota 2? Yeah, TF2 and Dota 2. Um, those, it kind of I mean, makes the, sense, the, though. The last, you... the last AAA game they put out was, like, Portal 2. And that was three years ago. Right. And before that, it was Left 4 Dead 2, which... Honestly, could have been a mod for Left 4 Dead One and left, left it at 4 that. Left 4 Dead, I could honestly see being a more like a free to play game. At this, I rate. could too, actually. I could too. But like, as far as like Dota Two, they're doing that to compete with League of Legends because that's oh. exactly what League. Of... I'll get I'll get to that later on. But League of Legends, <sighs> that's how League of Legends. You know, that, that's how the game's so successful. It's free to play, um, and you have all these people, you know, just getting on and just, hey, it's not that bad. Let's play some more. Oh, hey, there's this character. It looks pretty cool. I'll buy it. I don't know. I hear the community is full of assholes. Like, even more than <clears throat> Xbox Live and PlayStation Network combined. That's impressive. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I know. Uh, but, I mean, that really shouldn't deter from the quality of the game. So, to, well, kind of, sort of, but... Yeah. You know, I mean, if, as long as you can find, like, a good group of friends to play with, then I guess there really Yeah, that's usually my problem. It. I usually don't play multiplayer to begin with, <laughs> let alone have many other friends that would play multiplayer, so... Well, it depends on the game. Uh, uh, so, yeah. um, should I, I should I pick up a DS for Pokemon? You you should. You really should. For, for some multiplayer action. You you really should. <laughs> Charlie, you should too, but you won't. No. <laughs> I, 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 I would pick two. one up, and then I would never have time to play it. Um, so, so, so real quick, I would like to uh, do a dramatic reading. Oh, of uh, <laughs> of um, a, okay, um, I'll I'll just sit back here and grab a drink. <laughs> this is great. Of um, this this is a uh, fake message from Gabe Newell, um, titled uh, "Fuck it, let's talk about Half Life 3. <laughs> I already like it. I, um, this is similar to like um, the fake letter from uh, one of the guys from Microsoft when from, it came to the from, Xbox One. From yeah, what's his name? Okay, go on. Okay. Hey friends, last week Valve made three very important announcements regarding our ongoing goal to create the best possible gaming experience for Steam users everywhere. A variety of new products and services that would help bring PC gaming to living room TVs. We at Valve are trying to pioneer a new age of innovation in the gaming world where old ideas still rule and stagnant practices have ground progress to a halt. Gamers have long held us up as a testament to the power of challenging gaming dogma, a company that isn't afraid of taking the riskier path and not simply resting on their laurels like Activision has done for so long with their yearly <laughs> Call of Duty games. You love Valve for being something different. 
And, of course, you slobbering shit wizards are busy <laughs> that we didn't produce an FPS sequel. <laughs> that, seems to be, that seems to be all I hear about these days. Hey, you know that series your company created that broke the mold of first-person shooters and was hailed as a unique, innovative take on the genre? Pump out more sequels to that. <laughs> Listen, I get it. You're invested in the story, and we left off on a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger that followed some other cliffhangers will probably lead to more cliffhangers. <laughs> a cliffhanger to a story about a mute murder machine who fights a bunch of aliens and gets caught up in a weird interdimensional battle. I can understand why you're so invested. It's a well-told story as literally as moving as to Kelly Mockingbird, <laughs> except with a paper-thin plot where Scout couldn't talk for some reason and kept smashing shit with a crowbar. <laughs> It's definitely not the inventive gameplay and generation-defining mechanics that made the game so memorable, right? Because if that were the case, you wouldn't care about another sequel. You'd be concerned with whether or not Valve was continuing to innovate the industry. You'd be wondering if we were pushing the boundaries of conventional gaming. You'd be wondering if we were trying new things and thinking bigger than, gee, I wonder what new inexplicable race of aliens Gordon Freeman is going to hurl garbage at with that gravity gun this time. <laughs> Because, hey, it'd be so stupid for us to strive to improve the entire gaming ecosystem, especially when we could be making a single-shooter video game. It'd be a waste of time for us to take huge risks to provide a bigger platform for PC gaming, which will in turn encourage all game makers to produce new and interesting games that will be more accessible than ever. Why encourage all developers to create their own games as challenging as to the status quo as Half-Life was at the time, especially when we could make boatloads of cash with Half-Life 3? After all, don't you hardcore gamers just love developers who are ruled by greed and puke out sequels to popular shooters instead of exploring new avenues of gaming? Isn't that what you love? It's almost as if you want us to come out with new sequels that lack the sort of surprise that comes with new original games. It's almost as if you're comfortable with a known property and don't want to challenge yourself with new types of games. It's almost as if you just want us to be more like Activision and EA. You want Half-Life 3? You got it. We'll pot in a new Half-Life every year. They'll be origin only. They'll have to connect to Facebook to play. They'll have assloads of day one DLC. They'll have goddamn microtransactions. You'll be living your worst nightmare. You'll be speechless. You'll be living Half-Life. G-Man out, Gabe Newell. This is our Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. So I try summarizing that's, that. That's all I was thinking while you were reading that. I'm like, this is one hell of an epic reading by Charlie. I, I don't think I've ever heard him that angry before. I was kind of well, waiting for Lee and I to pop everything that I'm thinking about it, so. <laughs> Just kind of waiting for Lee and I to pop out nowhere. This is Sparta. It was, it was somebody. brilliant. <laughs> so, well well yeah. done, uh, Dorkly and Charlie. For uh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, complete credit to Dorkly.com, and the article was written by Andrew Bridgman on October 1st, 2013. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I shouldn't talk about Half-Life anymore after that. Um, so let's talk about something else that makes me happy. Just because... <laughs> yeah. Hey, Charlie, uh, speaking of Steam Machines, what do you... Uh, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you five minutes, but you're more than welcome to plow through it. Um, no, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll take the five minutes. So Valve um, basically came out and announced the specs for these 300... Um, pilot steam machines that they're going to be giving out to uh, the winners of the quest yeti whatever the hell it is um, thing and it is precisely as bad as I feared it would be um, as opposed to there being a reference steam machine design that developers could say oh this is how powerful it's supposed to be this is the hardware that we like this is going to be like the gold standard if we diverge from that we're running the risk of like having there be issues so we're just going to kind of have this be like 
you know the, the reference design and have that be it no 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 they're pumping out something like 12 different configurations yeah. of um of different uh computers running running everywhere for, like th th they basically say these are all running like off the shelf hardware like anybody could go build these exact same computers right now i'm pretty sure that's what, almost exactly what it said in uh -huh. the press release it's yep. like this is very common hardware and it's like oh okay the one yep. <laughs> it just it's just they're they're managing to cram it i guess in a box like the uh, the size of like uh of an xbox one yeah is is, is the only unique thing about any of this and um, you know the, uh, the 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 equivalent retail price of these machines, I guess, ranges from like anywhere from eight hundred dollars to I guess it was like nineteen hundred, uh, all the way up to like nineteen hundred dollars oh, for the top end stuff for like an i seven and like a GTX seven whatever. Yeah, they're using graphics Nvidia graphics card cards, and, and like so that. I think it's like dual, mm. I, um, you know, dual whatever. I forget the highest model is, but like an SLI and all that and yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, and so it, it, now. Based on their model, it makes perfect sense why they're doing this because they have to throw all these different machines out there to, right. so that they can replicate what their eventual ecosystem is going to look like. Um, so I get why they're doing it. It's just right, right there is like, you know, is it, it, you know they are doing exactly what I think is the problem with this entire setup. I won't get into it all again. If you missed last week's part one of the episode, you can hear me <laughs> rant about it for a half an hour. I mean, but, the episode um, is even called Charlie Unleashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's. I just I I don't I'll be very, you know I um I don't think we got any uh, listener reactions to um to this whole thing from last week. So uh, still I'm very curious to know what people think about this entire situation to see if anybody agrees or disagrees with me. Um, but um I I will be very surprised if this is a, a successful approach in the long run. That's all I'm. Saying. I'll chime in really quickly. Yeah, I understand the concern. I really do. I th I think it's a legitimate concern, really. Um, but as we talked about before, you know the OS is free. So we could build whatever we want to at most likely a fraction of the price. Well, okay. So the this what, is the point where I'm going to sit back and just watch <laughs> these two talk. Oh no, it's no. Um, okay, no, no, no. So, I, that's a good thing. <laughs> the um, you know, we we talked a little bit about this before the show, and I know you haven't you know listened to my entire rant from last week, but right. it's you know. So, so just to kind of reiterate that conversation, um, it's um, you know, it's you know, their they their intention with this. Seems to be that they want to bring PC gaming to the living room to the every to the everyday consumer. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the way the, what's going to happen as a result of this is that right now you can go to the store and you can say I want the Xbox. I can go to the store and I say I want the PlayStation. You can't go to the store and say I want the Steam machine. You have to go to the Steam machine aisle where you have thirty <laughs> different models and you have to decide which one you want to get. That right there is the crux of my entire problem with this approach. Because for geeks like me and you, yeah, sure, we can download the OS, we can pull hardware out of drawers and throw together a exactly. system, and yeah, that's great for us, but this is not a solution for us, because this does not solve anything that you and I aren't already because, doing. Because Steam machines are allegedly supposed to be easier for like people who are less technologically inclined getting into computer gaming and so stuff So essentially like it's going to be a hassle for the everyday consumer. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Be, uh, be, you know, because like geeks like us... We can everything that the Steam machine is offering for the most part. We can do right now. We can right now. We can go and we can throw together a computer, throw Linux on it, throw Steam on it, hook it up to a TV, hook it up to a TV, turn on big picture mode. You've got your Steam box. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should uh, talk to Gabe. Maybe open up a Steam store with a Geek Squad. Oh <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> No, no, no. If they actually do that, I would apply. All the, oh. 
I get enough stupid questions at work now, okay? I mean, adding adding a Steam store into retailers, just no. No, 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 just a standalone thing. Not inside another retail store. Oh. I don't, that'd be interesting. It'll never happen, but. I know, it'd be funny, though. It'll be be like the gateway stores. There are gateway stores. No, there used to be. Oh, this was oh, yeah. before your gateway time. Had a, had a store. Gateway started before as before my time. Well, apparently, well, I, 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 no offense meant by that, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're a youngin. Um, back in back in the day, there were gateway. The only place you could buy buy gateway computers were at gateway stores. Oh, I think I remember those. Yep, there was there. Yeah, there was one up on Randall, and um, there's. Uh, it was. I remember getting excited that the boxes looked like cows. Yep, yep. There's yeah. cow prints everywhere, and yeah, it was all gateway. You know, all they sold was gateway stuff, and then like you know, HP computer, you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever printers and other accessories the gateway didn't manufacture but yeah um uh, clearly that model failed and so um so yeah apple not completely i mean there are other no i'm kidding yes yeah. <laughs> apple companies yeah, yeah apple seems to be the only one that's figured out that that uh that model well there are microsoft stores there are now and yeah they it's, started doing uh, it. there's not a lot of them i mean yeah. i think the closest one here is like a state over or something uh, oh, oh, oh no there is one in woodfield i think really yeah oh they did just have one in woodfield you're correct yes um, um but at the same time, though, they actually have the product. They have enough product to, yeah. to sell. That's true. To, to actually do that sort of it's thing. It's not just computers or Xbox or even X or even computers and just Xbox. You know, they, they, I would imagine they have the Windows phones there, and they have yep. Surface there, yep, and sure. they have yep, fucking yep. Windows phones, Surface, Xbox, fucking robots I'm there sure. well, with Xbox they, heads. I think they actually have, from what I've seen in some uh, people's pictures, I think they do have an Xbox One in display. From what hmm. I've last uh, seen, so, it's close uh, enough. It wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not so, sure. So uh, I, I think we need to take a trip to Woodfield. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. I don't know if it's playable. That's the only thing I don't know. I don't about. care. <laughs> I just want to see it. I want to. Is wanna... the glass surrounding it breakable? That's all I want to know. <laughs> I just want to lick it. I just, I, just, I, just, I, just want, I just want to look at it and shed manly tears. That's the first you know? thing I'm going to do when I get the new consoles. I'm going to take a vine of me, just just open, just ripping open the PS4 and the Xbox One, just. And, and it'll go viral, and everyone will just be like, what am I watching? And you sound a little bit like Jimmy from South Park. So, before we move on, um, what uh, just while it's relevant, what consoles do you have pre-ordered? I do not have any pre-ordered. Or do, do you plan on getting any of the new consoles? Um, I plan on getting something maybe later down the road. Have you made a decision on which one you're looking at? Um, not yet. Well, I mean, to, to, to give you an idea of how Brian approached this whole thing. How uh, I approached this whole thing. Basically, I said, whenever a Tekken game comes out, then uh, I'll consider something. Well, well, didn't you only pick up a 360 like two years ago? Um, yeah, about three years. Yeah, about three years now. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, but that was, like, that, it was that's when, technically late in the cycle. Right. That was when um the Xbox 360S first came out. That's when it was announced at right. E3 that year. Okay. And then they he, had he, the, he then only they had, had a, you only had a Wii up, uh, and a, I had a Wii computer time, yeah. up until then. Yeah, and then uh, what happened was when they announced the um, 360s, that's when they dropped the price on the original model. So I got a with the um, the so arcade. Like, Fuck yeah! Yeah, they got so basically Target had the arcade um, version of the system the next day for like 150. I'm like, shit, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, but um, I mean, I was I was slightly tempted about Xbox One because of Killer Instinct, mm-hmm. just because I've loved mm. the series. I might as well get this. And then it you found cool. out it's a free to play game. Honestly, it's not a bad Technically. thing. I kinda mm-hmm. like I kinda like how they're um how they're approaching that free to play system though. Cause they already revealed the um like what they're gonna do. I look at it more like yeah. a demo than a free to play thing anyways, because you only get the one character to start it's with. It's the one character, yes. Well, if that's the one character you're best at, then you don't need to purchase well, yeah. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> well yeah, if you like playing as as a as like a balanced character like Jago's gonna be, 
Yeah, but um, it's going to be, you have access to everything that the game has to offer. It's just, you can only play as Jago. What they're doing is that, um, and this is, they're doing like a season one and a season two. Yeah. Um, where season one's going to be eight different characters. Two of them are going to be like time released. The first six are going to be available from the start. Okay. How it is, is that you can either pay for each individual character, $5 each. You can pay 20 for all eight with the six, the first six immediately there. And then the next two later on. Or you could pay forty for all eight characters, um, basically like cosmetic stuff for each character. Yeah. Killer Instinct one inspired costumes. Yeah, I was, was going to say, remember the, the yeah, the, and, didn't it, uh, didn't it include like a digital version of yes, the original and a digital version of the original Killer Instinct one? And I'm thinking to myself, they already said they're going to do a season two, most mm. likely. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if season two does something similar where you have eight characters. Um, DLC outfits for each of them, and possibly a digital release of Ki Two at the same time. That hmm. for forty bucks. That overall for like basically an eighty dollar value for what you I guess will be considered especially a, a special edition to an extent. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. I, I always instantly think free to play, and instantly think it's probably crap. So oh, I, no. I there's yeah. a, there's quite a few good uh, free to play games out there. I'll take just, your word yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, kind of had to, to dig <laughs> Plants through. vs. Zombies, just saying. <laughs> That's free to play now? The two is. Plants vs. Zombies 2, two is. okay. The, the first one you still have to pay like $1.99 for. Yeah, like five bucks at most. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Wow, I, I'm proud of you, Charlie. You actually stayed in your... Uh... I constrained myself for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you you get a gold star today. Yay! Achieve, Anything for the VJ. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number one, uh, on a bit of a different note, uh, Tom Clancy unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 66. Um, we don't know a cause of death, although apparently he, uh, um, after suffering a short illness, he was taken to Johns Hopkins Hospital, um, where he passed away. Um, you know, not necessarily strictly gaming news, but Tom Clancy did have a major effect on, uh, you know, the video game world, both with his line of games and the Splinter way he, Cell. and the way, he, yeah, both oh with, God, you know, Cell all the Tom amazing. Clancy games between Splinter Cell and, and uh, Ghost Recon and uh, Rainbow Six and, you know, stuff like that, as well as, um, you know, his storytelling inspired a lot of people who are in the industry mm-hmm. now. Um, so it, it, it is definitely relevant to a video game podcast. Um, you know, we, we really don't have a whole lot to say here. Um, I've always enjoyed Tom Clancy games and stuff like that. I've never actually known anything about the man himself, um, yeah. but I've always respected him. Um, all, except for the fact that he made it really hard for me to alphabetize my games. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, I mean, from my experience, I didn't have a lot of experience with um, playing um, a lot of the Tom Clancy games. Yeah. But from the little that I had, I enjoyed it the entire time. Yeah. Like from start to finish. Yeah. Charlie, I can't contribute here. I, I, I've never gotten into the Splinter Cells. I never got into Rainbow Sixes. So you should. I, yeah. um, I think you might enjoy End War. Tom That's Clancy's more End like War. an RTS, right? Yes, but it's a really light RTS. Okay, and it's voice activated. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I, <laughs> okay. I, 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 I remember when it came out. You know, it was while I was at NIU, Brian. Okay. Um, it came out while I was at NIU, and I actually demoed it at Best Buy's um, as a retail rep and stuff like that. Like and I, via Connect or just the headset, or no, no, no just a regular headset. Oh, okay. Any regular, you know, the headset that comes with the Xbox, you huh. know, or whatever. It'll, you know, you hold down one of the bumpers and you say like, you know, uh, artillery to 
point A or whatever, and they'll do it, and it's the coolest damn thing. You don't have to lift a finger except for the one to hit the mic button. Um, is, now, is the voice control optional, or is that it, how it, you play? It, it is optional, okay. but it, it's so fluid that I thought it was—I thought it was really cool. Okay, cool. Um, I might check that out. Yeah. yeah, I definitely recommend it. I know there's a demo, so you can give it a shot. Um, other than that, that's the top five in news this week. Um, up next, we got a fighting game enthusiast here, so let's talk about fighting games. <laughs> All right, so as I said, we've got a uh, fighting game enthusiast, Brian Lesser, joining us here today. Hi there. That guy. Um, and, uh, you know, Brian's been a longtime listener of uh, Gamerhead Radio um, itself, and he's usually the one chiming in about um, actually just about everything. You're usually Almost pretty good everything. with mailbag questions and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was the one that made the novels. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that, oh, guy? that guy? I'm yeah, that he's guy. that guy. <laughs> I still think Sora fighting side by side with Sean Connery would be the most badass thing ever to happen in King of I Hearts. forgot about that. that I still amazing. think it'd be badass. Oh. I'm sorry, but maybe I'm inclined I want to fight, agree. Yeah, I want to fight side by side with Sean Connery. That's just me. Yeah. No, that's not just you. <laughs> now all I can think of is Dark Souls 2 whenever someone says song, Sean Connery. Remember? Dark Souls. <laughs> Just punch somebody. Your ball is a whore. <laughs> I just want that to happen in the Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, a couple weeks ago, Brian uh, said on our Facebook page that he felt like he had to be here and defend the fighting game community because we do give it a kind of a bad rap here and there and stuff like that. And there were and, a couple uh, things, uh, you know, and you know, and and, and uh, you know, lo and behold, Goat goes away on tour, and we need guest hosts, and Brian's available. So uh, and I'm here, yeah, and, and now he's here, and uh, I somehow, um, and what? Nothing. Go on. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, Brian, now the fighting game community has a pretty bad uh, reputation um, because it, and not even just the fighting game community. I think pro- professional, you know, gamers in general, you know, especially once you get into like MLG and stuff like that, um, you know, for being kind of really uh, um, high and mighty. High and mighty, you know, kind of a, a, a holier than thou, you know, uh, attitude towards other gamers and stuff like that. Um, you know, kind of being rough around the edges, unbelievably rough around the edges, and and just like overly competitive. You know, kind of sort of. I mean, it, I think I think depends. As, as, as someone who's in you know the gaming community and stuff like that, uh, you know, I know I know you said you're not like you know quite there on the ranks of the professional and stuff like that, but right. you follow this stuff better than right. any of us do. I would say what it is that um, you could really argue that anything in life you know it could be you know your workplace it could be competitive gaming there's always gonna be someone's gonna be higher higher um high and mighty really holier than thou they think they're the shit yeah basically mm-hmm. um <clears throat> you're always gonna i mean i've always seen that to an extent but it's really not that bad it's not as it's not as bad as a lot of people make it out to be um i know there's some people that really they 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 give this impression that yeah maybe they are the shit maybe they can do something and to be fair, yeah, they can do well. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people that maybe they have a little bit of an ego, but they do, you know, get top eight, top four in most of these tournaments. Um, but like I said, it's not really as bad as people make it out to mm-hmm. be. I mean, I can understand from like a casual user. Yeah, you'll see that guy and go, wow, what a... This dude's an asshole. <laughs> this dude's an asshole, but yeah, but it's like... Yeah, you can curse here. It's okay. <laughs> God, what a jack. There you go. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But, like, with all the people that I've talked to and everything, especially, like, within the Chicago scene, they're all really good people. They're okay. more than willing to help out, 
you know, like if they see you do something and then say, hey, you know what? I know you're, you're trying to do this. And you're trying to perform this move. Maybe try for go to, for this option. That way you're not going to get your ass kicked. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, now, I, I, I think one of the uh, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, kind of why I don't understand, like the whole competitive nature of most um, most of uh, like the professional gamers and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I've said a lot of times before I play video games for the artistic values right. of it. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I even said it earlier in this episode. Um and to me, when I look at, you know, when I look at footage of people, you know, I've been to a couple MLG events because mm-hmm. I used to know um, a couple guys uh, yeah. involved with it, actually. Still uh, and still Yeah, and still do. A, a couple mutual friends of ours. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've seen, you know, videos of people at, like, Evo and other fighting game tournaments and stuff like that. And, and a lot of it just seems so... Uh, like it's on the complete opposite spectrum of me. Bland. You know, I, I I see the people that are playing fighting games and they're like counting the frames for them to be able to do counters and stuff like that. And that just Charlie's giving me an insane look. But that's what they do. Uh, a not surprised look. Just a yeah, that sounds about right. Wow, holy cow, look. <laughs> and, and and you know, you see stuff like that. And then I remember the first time I ever saw uh, people playing Halo professionally, and they were doing all these like exploits and stuff like that in order to actually oh, play the yeah. game and stuff like that. And a lot of that to me is it's like the farthest from what I am as a gamer. And that, and you know that seems like someone only playing the game to win and only to you know gain a competitive advantage and to right. and to you know for the challenge of it and the last thing i want out of video games it's a challenge usually um i i, th- I think that's kind of one of the reasons why i'm not you know i, I don't quite understand the like the fighting game community especially because well, I guess, I, i've seen yeah. like what was that one um there was one fight i can't remember what it was but one guy did like some epic counter against some other guy you probably oh, know. You okay. probably know exactly Evil what I'm moment, talking about. Okay, Evil Moment Thirty Seven. It was probably uh, yeah, Thirty Seven. Justin Wong versus Daigo Umehara. It was um, what did it look like an older game? Possibly. It was a Street Fighter game. Street Fighter game. Yep. Yeah, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. That was um, what it is. Is one of the mechanics is called a parry. So basically, you can by pressing forward. That's why it was such a great risk. Is because when your opponent's attacking, you press forward as opposed to holding back to block. Right. So there's a huge. There's, there's just this huge risk that you're taking with that. And the fact that Daigo was able to consecutively parry 12-ish hits of a super and then make the comeback, that's why people got that excited. Okay. Because <clears throat> I remember seeing that video and just seeing the crowd erupt behind him when something was yes. happening. I couldn't tell what was happening. That was so exciting. So it's just the meticulous timing required to pull that off. Exactly. And especially with the, older, with the older Capcom fighters where they were extreme. Like, a lot of people, they really consider a lot of the newer Capcom fighters, they're, to an extent, they're geared towards more newcomers coming in, whereas the older ones, they were geared towards the people that were in the arcades, that, you know, grew up in the arcades for the longest time, and they were playing with everybody. Like, you'd have people that would be, like, whenever they, like, whenever they had a chance, like, non-school weekends, they would go to the arcade, they would play these games, and basically, they they wanted to play together to get better, to get better at the game, to be the best in the world. The best way I can really describe it to you is that we're all good at something. Like, you're good with guitar. Goat's good with bass. Well. No, hang on. Hang on. Hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. We all have something that we have a, that we have a huge passion about. And this, I know, um, I know Goat mentioned that one of his, like, minor gripes was that you have these people that they just play the same game over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure that was one of mine as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. But again, like, we're all good at, we're all good at something. Yeah. And we just want to practice 
constantly to get better at that thing. Right. Um, so with that said, that's why I see some of these people, they keep on playing the same game because for them, the replay value comes from finding out something new about your character, finding out something new about your opponent's character. Okay. It's all about learning, maybe not just learning your main character. Maybe you want to pick up another character, second or third character to maybe go against whatever your opponent's going to throw at you. Yeah. And that's why you have certain characters, um, certain players, um, like uh, one of South Korea's big hits, Infiltration. He's known for playing Akuma in Street Fighter Four. Okay. But for this year at Evolution, he picked out Hakan for one of the matches. Hakan being a uh, Turkish oil wrestler, <clears throat> like a Turkish oil Vastly wrestler. different from Akuma, kind of- who is <laughs> yes. you know Satan reincarnated into a karate exactly. master. <laughs> but he knew that there was going to be a risk that he had to take with that, but he went with it anyways because he had a feeling his opponents didn't know that matchup well. Yeah. So basically there's a little bit of a science towards learning how well your character can go against other characters. So it seems like there's even kind of a, uh, a strategy, even picking characters before you even gotten into a match, not right. even necessarily picking a character you're good with, but right. maybe picking a character that other people are terrible with. Yes. I'd never thought of that before. Yeah. Um, that actually kind of explains why I'm so good with Sonic, and most people I've played with aren't on a on Brawl. Um, now, now, Brian, I, I obviously I know you play a ton of fighting games. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you mentioned before we started recording that you used to be kind of this brainwashed, like uh, like only yeah. Capcom only fighters Capcom, were good. Yes. Um, and I remember, you know, like when uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three came out. That's like yeah, all I would, you, I would all you shit, yeah. That's like that's all, all you played, played because, for like a year. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing was, it actually reminded me more of um, an earlier game that came out uh, back in early two thousand ten. I believe it was called Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Yeah, I remember that one. <clears throat> yeah, that was the. Uh, that I have was, it somewhere. Yeah, I do too. And so, um, it's that was the fighter that was on the Wii. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I got figure, I got to find out as much as I possibly can about this game because. This looks like Tatsunoko. This play. This looks like it plays like Tatsunoko. Yeah. And sure enough, when I picked it up, damn straight, it played almost like it. There was hmm. just a no- whole another level of depth to it because now you have a whole Marvel universe in there. So now you have all these new characters to learn how to play, or yeah. if you want to learn how to play them. Right. Yeah. 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 What is the Tatsunoko? What, 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 what is that? Oh, Tatsunoko. It's, like, it's, it's a, like an anime company, isn't it? It is a uh, animation company in Japan. Um, they're known for a lot of the um. For, produ- for producing a lot of the older shows, like um, Gotcha Man, which I think it was called Battle of the Planets here in America. Oh, okay. it one. It was. It hit a couple of dubs here. Um, Speed Racer, the original release of Speed Racer, for example. Um, there, there, are, there are a couple of characters. Like if we showed you the roster, you'd probably recognize them. Okay. Um, you know, especially since you used to be into anime and yeah, stuff like not, that. Yeah, but not the old school, like, well, Speed no, Racer right. era stuff, so that's right, probably right. why I don't recognize but, the name. Uh, yeah. But, like, uh, like I, yeah. I've i literally heard of none of the characters on the Tatsunoko side of the roster, but I recognize, like, half of them. Right. But, like, I've, like, I've, I've heard almost half the half the roster. I'm thinking of, I get to play these characters now. Yeah. I get to play these characters Take my money. <laughs> yeah, wasn't uh, uh, wasn't Phoenix Wright and uh, what's her name supposed to be in the American release of Tetsunoka vs. Capcom, and, oh, then, and then it didn't for some reason? Oh, who was what's her name though? That's the problem. Uh, Phoenix Wright's been around that long, huh? Yes, Phoenix Wright has been around. Um, Phoenix Wright, uh, yeah. Was I that mean, like a manga? Like before was before was the video game? No, well, it's it was, a Capcom. It was on the Capcom <laughs> side of things, so it, it wasn't. It was originally. Oh, um, yeah, well, right. keep, keep it was originally keep released during Game Boy um, in Japan, but then they ported, yeah. when they ported it over, it, it was, was on, on the DS. DS. Um, 
But yeah, it was originally rumored for Phoenix Wright to be in Tatsunoko vs. Capcom because it was something... Um, I think the, it was. Direct- I, I think it was something <clears throat> along the lines of like they had a move um, where you know uh, he shouts objection and stuff like that, and then yeah, and he know, still has it. And then well, and then the um, and then the letters were supposed to like become weapons, or they were supposed to be part oh, of an right. attack or something. Um, and the, and the, what it was, what the, it was is that the um, I can't remember the exact phrase they use in Japanese, but basically how the original attack was supposed to work was. It was the the damage was based on the number of characters that appeared on the screen. So of yeah. course, objection has more characters than the four characters they use for the original attack. Right. So yeah, women is uh, like a super move. But what they did is that when Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three came out, mm-hmm. then they brought in Phoenix Wright. They brought in how he was supposed to be played. So rather than using objection as a super move, they basically made it his forward heavy attack. Where once you have three pieces of good evidence. And you use objection. Yeah. Then he goes into this thing called turnabout mode where he's this giant pointing right. finger. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, I tried, you know, I picked up, um, I picked up, I picked up Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the Vita. Uh, well, I had it for a review. And I remember I was so excited to play as Phoenix Wright because he's one, because uh, I love the yeah. Phoenix Wright series. And then I couldn't get my head around the, the <laughs> yeah. evidence, like, stuff. I, yeah. I thought that was really unique, but at the same time, it's, yeah. it's, it's like when I tried to play as Frank West, like, you know, trying to, uh, however he was supposed to be, oh, with, like, taking got, pictures oh, and yeah, stuff there like were, that. There are some players I've, I've played that are in the Chicago scene. They are no, there's one guy that's known for um, his Phoenix Wright. There's another guy that's known for not only as Frank West, but also for playing a character on the Marvel side called Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't they making a movie around him? Guardians of the Galaxy. Something yes. like that? Yeah, it's That's supposed to be coming out, if memory serves me correctly, it's supposed to come out after Captain America, but before Avengers 2. Sounds about right. Yeah. Something around those lines. Um... <laughs> Uh, now as I, I was, I was leading into, the, you know, I said you used to be kind of Capcom brainwashed and stuff like that. But what yeah. kind, what kind of fighting games are you more playing now, or like what have you had your eye on and stuff like that? Uh, right now, I've been having my eye on Injustice Gods Among Us, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I enjoyed Mortal Kombat, but when I picked it up, I was way too late. There was like there was no way I could really like get myself into the game, yeah. like that, um, that much. Like I mean, I enjoyed the characters, but it's like. Yeah. Once I saw some of the stuff that people were doing with Cabal, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can we can do a short hop and just spam your projectile that much. Yeah. Now yeah. I know some people. You know, I know I would normally call that spacing. I would call that basically to give yourself the advantage against your opponent. I know some people call that spamming. Yeah. That's it. It to each their own, really. But um, right now I've been doing Injustice Gods Among Us, mostly because of characters that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, especially uh-huh. Aquaman, who's actually really good in the game, surprisingly. Um, this will this will teach those people on the internet to keep making jokes that I'm only as powerful as SpongeBob. <laughs> Use those powers, they say. Can SpongeBob do this? He doesn't sound at all Can like SpongeBob that. SpongeBob Cthulhu? I think not. <laughs> um, but uh, the other game I've been getting at was uh, Tekken Tag Tournament Two, which is actually my first. Um, this is like literally my foot in the water when it comes to Tekken because really, yeah. I mean, even like Tekken's been around for about twenty years now, like twenty twenty five. Well, I, I remember the original Tekken Tag Tournament. Um, it was on like what the PS one or PlayStation something like 1, that. Yeah. Um, I remember it was still up until Tag Tournament two came out. It was still like regarded as the best Tekken. Yeah, usually it was um either Tag one or it was uh Tekken five. I think it was Dark Resurrection. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Um. That's when that's when a lot of players actually started getting into Tekken um was because of uh, Tekken 5 Dark, Dark Resurrection but um Tekken 6 
People still enjoyed it. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Now a lot of people are saying that's considered one of the best Tekken games to actually come out. Hmm. So I'm, I mean, not only good I, to I, note that I'm actually getting in at a good time, but it's yeah. also good to know that there's so much I'm actually learning about the game. I, I, I remember I reviewed, um, <clears throat> I reviewed uh, Tekken Tag 2 on both uh, 360 and Wii U, and I remember having a hell of a hard time playing it. Um, because I just couldn't get around the battle mm-hmm. system, but I still enjoyed myself, yeah. which is beyond something that, you know, some, someone of my kind of patience has. Right. Um, and he, uh, did I, you know, am I correct when everyone says that the Wii U version is actually superior than the other ones? Ooh, or is it, or is it really, is it just close? Is it just, that's a tough one. Cause, I've cause, never... I, cause I remember I played both and the graphics on the Wii U version looked as good as the, they did on the 360. Yeah. The, 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 graphics, I think they did an excellent job when it came to the graphics engine because injustice on the, on the Wii U from what I've seen, it looks almost the same as the PS3 and, and the uh, 360 yeah. worst case scenario. They may have taken out maybe like one little shade that they like one little like lighting i I remember i remember the only thing that people were concerned about with injustice on wii u is that for the longest time it looked like they weren't going to be supporting the dlc characters which a lot of people were pissed off about especially when they announced the first one which was lobo yeah now that we're at dlc character number six and a new balance six yeah they uh it was march it was what was it lobo oh damn it was lobo girl Batgirl was in there somewhere. Batgirl, right? Yes, Lobo, Batgirl, Scorpion, um, General Zod. Then it was Martian Manhunter, and then uh, Zatanna. Oh, that's right. Martian Manhunter was actually pretty good. I enjoyed. He that. was the one that most people were requesting, especially yes. because his character model was in the game, like in floating around in the background yes. of one and of the, the levels. And, and the stuff other like nice that. thing about it is that they brought back the voice actor from Justice League and Justice League Unlimited to reprise oh, his that's role. That's awesome. And including, and they made that announcement back at Evo, included with Martian Manhunter, as with all the other DLC characters always came with some sort of DLC skin for an existing character. Yeah. They, it's some, something similar did it. they did with uh, Mortal Kombat 9, where you had a character, came out with two DLC, this time it's just one. But what they did was Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, which was the one that was in the cartoon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repro- and Phil Lamar, who was the not, voice. Not, not, the, not the Daily Show guy. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um... I, I, I'm sitting here like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, guys, welcome to the Daily Show. <laughs> but, um, no, but, uh... Here, I'm thinking, like, oh, doesn't Stephen Colbert have, like, a superhero character model after himself? I wonder if he's going to be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, no, no, actually, no, actually, not to mention it, um, Conan O'Brien actually has a flying V skin for himself for his own copy of Injustice. That's awesome. What? <laughs> yes. It was, um, it was promotional... A material that um, Conan did for Injustice Gods Among Us when before it came out, and is basically they gave him a uh, special flying V skin for Superman. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but um, going back to Green Lantern, what they did for the John Stewart skin was they had Phil Lamar reprise his role for. That's really cool. Yes, so we have Kevin Conroy, um, I think George Newbern, I think was his name, who was one of the voices of Superman for uh, Justice League along with Tim Daly. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Wonder Woman just yet, but um. They brought back uh, the voice of Harley Quinn from Arkham City. Yeah, because uh, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum were different voice yes. actors. Um, Arkham which, Asylum, if I remember correctly, voice. was Tara Strong. Yep. Yes, Tara Strong. Twilight Sparkle from uh, My Little Pony. Oh. <laughs> and well, hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? We've you... lost the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We gave him reason to play Harley. There we go. <laughs> there, we gave you motivation. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, 
So, and, and, you know, I I used to be really big into fighting games, believe it or not, right. um, a long time ago, like around the, I, I want to say the UMK3 era. Yes. Um, that was actually the first, I think one of the first that they actually started doing competitive uh Mortal Kombat with well, see around when that around when that came out in arcades and stuff like that. I where I lived, I actually lived right down the street from an arcade, right. and so they had you know they had Street Fighter set up, they had Mortal Kombat set oh, up, yeah. they had fucking everything, and it was awesome. And and I was okay at it, you know, I wasn't great. I was like nine or something, right? Um, so, and I really try to get into current fighting games, but the thing I keep finding. Uh, that's kind of holding me back is that a lot of them are really like multiplayer focused nowadays, which I totally understand, especially given the community and their legacy now Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then a game comes around like Injustice or Mortal Kombat 9 Mm -hmm. or like even even to a certain extent, like Soul Calibur 5, which I know you've been playing recently, um, you know, where it actually has like a story, a story, like a decent like something good enough for single player like you know soul caliber 2 hd is coming out by the end of the year and i can't yes. wait to get back oh, into that, that because is, it was, oh my god there was a ton of single player content there there was so much um, single player content and then you have the then you have the online available they have spun and hayachi being confirmed for both the ps3 version and then everyone and the begging a wii u version to come out with link which probably won't happen but we it can probably drink. won't happen but when you consider that the gamecube version was actually the highest selling at first well let, let's be honest. The GameCube know, version was the highest selling because of Link. I know, but that's but that's the thing to consider, though, is that like um, I I only I I had no idea what Soul Calibur was at that point because I never owned a Dreamcast, right. um, which was what the first game was on, and uh, you know I only played Soul Calibur two because Link was on the cover, and I was a mass I still am a massive Zelda fanboy. Yeah. Oh no, I don't play me. I mean, I was a huge Zelda fan at the time when that happened, and I'll be honest, I also got into Soul Calibur two because of Link. But at the same time, you know, then I started playing the other characters. I'm like, wow, this game's actually really fucking good. I, I was actually really good at Soul Calibur V when it first came out. And then a lot of people found all these new exploits and stuff like that. And I just stopped. It's I, basically I, people just found things with their character. They under they, Then they just understood, like, oh, this is why I'm doing it. And it's it's like I said before, it's, it's the way to try to get the advantage. It's the way to show people that. And sometimes it's also a show... Some people that might not think certain characters are that great, you can, you know, you have something that you can prove them wrong with. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that, you know, some some will be called low-tier heroes, where yeah. they, be, they will play characters that really aren't considered the best characters in the whole world, but they put in all this time and effort into them anyways because they enjoy playing them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, when Soul Calibur Five first came out, I convinced a small group of my friends to get it and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we all played online, and, you know, mm-hmm. I created my own character that, of course, looks like me. <clears throat> Because you know, mm-hmm. as you as you do, usually we also do. made He Man. Huh? We also made He Man. Same I... character. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I made one that looks like me, and you know, I, I, you know, when you create a Viking Jesus character, you imagine right. you carry a big axe, which then you think Astaroth's move set. But I hate yeah. his move set, so I gave him yeah. Nightmare's move set because yes. it's the next best thing. Yes. And a lot of and a lot of my friends are using these like small, like quick characters, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm going to be able to zip circles around you," and I'm like, 
No, you're not. And so I'll, I'll block yeah. all of their little attacks, and they'll just go mm-hmm. in for one massive swing exactly. and knock them all the way across the map and, and take out, take away yeah. a third of their life bar. And they're just right. like, how the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, I'm patient. I'm big, and I'm large, and I hit hard. <laughs> That's how I play. Yeah. And the big thing that um, like a company like Bandai Namco, what they do with other games, they also add in a counter hit mechanic where... If you're countering their hit, you do more damage, too. Oh, yeah. and, and especially with, like, Tekken, for example, there's also special properties that allow you to have the advantage later on. Huh. Interesting. Um, but uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to uh, kind of get about with all mm-hmm. with this new branch of the conversation and stuff like that, do you think there's ever going to be sort of, like, you know, a, a revitalization of, like, you know, fighting games with good single-player components, or is it only going to be the thing is coming out of NetherRealm Studios from this point onward? Is it, Have we just kind of abandoned, like, the, the people who just want to play single-player fighting games and get a good experience out of it, or is it just, like, all multiplayer nowadays? Honestly, I could still see... I still see um, single-player to have a potential okay. for fighting games. Um, and it's actually something that uh, Yoshinori Ono, who's... Uh, the executive, like, the director for Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and he did also the um, sound work for Street Fighter 3, you know, he he saw it, and he's like, and he actually gave NetherRealms a lot of credit for doing a single-player. Interesting. Um, for a single-player mode, especially when it's a story, um, story-driven-based story uh, thing, especially with Injustice, for example, like, with Mortal Kombat. Like, when you saw Mortal Kombat, you, you know, you see how the whole thing's being played out, and you see that... Not only is this a sequel to Mortal Kombat Armageddon, it's mm-hmm. also becoming a prequel with basically an alternate telling of what's going yeah. on. Yeah, certain things that were supposed that was, to happen. It was a they, really cool story. <laughs> it was a very good story, and I'd say the same thing with Injustice. And the one thing with Injustice, though, is that you know if you're really, really um, addicted, or not really addicted, but if you're a really big fan of um, DC, for example, yeah, they have an entire story. They have they have comic books already dedicated to the injustice for injustice and stuff like that yeah. well, well i mean you know the story for injustice was really good and yeah, I, yeah. I loved how you know dark they actually brought it and stuff like that yeah um, superman actually killing someone yeah that was yeah um that was powerful um yes especially because i was playing it in the break room at work and everyone's looking around just yeah. like did superman just put his fist through that guy's head <laughs> I'm like yes yes he did um yeah, oh yeah he killed no he killed three people I think about it. Well, yeah, but in the beginning cinematic, he yeah. he he just straight up like. Do you want spoilers? Ta- I played it. Oh, you played it. Yeah, okay. I played it. Yeah. Okay, so, well, let me think here. How long has it been since it came out? April. April. You're good. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, it's the so, first cinematic. You're. good. I know it's the first. Yeah, the first <laughs> cinematic where he, where he punches Joker's heart out. That was just. God. I'm thinking to myself. Now, of course, you don't see this. My, my jaw literally dropped at that yeah. point. Yeah. To be so bold as to do something like <laughs> or, that or just, in the first few minutes of the Joker, damn game. Really. But the thing is, like, you don't see it in the game, but they show it in the comic. Mm-hmm. They actually, really? They show I it saw in the, the frame of that. Yeah. They show it in the wow. comic. Like, you, you, you just see Superman's blood-covered fist through Joker's wow. stomach. And you just see, like, like that. is like this violent, violent, like... Clench almost. Wow! And you just see. Superman. Well, they had they had to keep it rated T. Well, well yeah, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, but no like, one would have bought it. But then, they, then you see like Batman in the back, like, well, almost like that. Um, I'm trying to like that Photoshop of like angry video game nerds, like mouth <laughs> jaw dropping mouth yeah. on Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Like, it's almost like that. Um, but then you see like later on, he kills Lex Luthor in that or that Superman. Because spoilers, it's a crisis game. Yeah. And for those that don't know, basically, crisis storylines are when two alternate universes collide. Interesting. Um, 
they, they've been going on for decades in DC. Oh yeah, there's um, Charlie with the holy crap. Yeah, but, yeah, and that's... Joker still has a smile on his face. Well, as well he it's Joker. He's going to have a smile on his face. Wow. Um. But I mean, yeah. As far as like single player or a story mode, I think there's potential. But I think like a company like Bandai Namco, I think they really need to work on that. Yeah. Because Soul Calibur Five, as much as I enjoyed the multiplayer aspect, as much as I enjoyed the the gameplay, it seems just, like it could have such a rich single player aspect that they're just really not fleshing out. It's got potential. I think they really need to rework their story. I mean, uh, I mean, like the 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 story <clears throat> mode that was in Soul Calibur Five, I would have really liked that if it wasn't for the fact I beat it in two hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just found it disappointing that they didn't bring Except, in all uh, the characters. Uh, they only they, they only brought like not even half the roster into the story. It's like, well, then why even have most of those people in the right. roster to begin with? Yeah, and and. And the and you know Soul Calibur Five was predominantly new characters to the series, which a lot of people didn't like. Even though most of the newer characters had counterparts from like previous games and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, I actually I, think they're about like ten out of the thirty-ish. Really. Well, I still I still remember like a lot of uh, like I remember someone saying they were really mad that Keelik wasn't in the game before they found out that he's unlockable, and then now he's just he's, like he's he's, he's the, just charade now. You he's, know, he, he's an edge master for all the male fighters, whereas um Elysium is an edge master for all the female fighters. Right. Yeah. And then I remember. And then you have edge masters. So you have essentially three edge masters. That that's that's overkill to me. What, what is an edge master? Um, edge master is a character where um. Way back in Soul Calibur One, he has the fighting styles of all the characters. Basically, that are available. basically, so basically every, every single round, every round he'll switch off. Oh, okay. So okay. they're really difficult characters to master. But at the same time, like you know, we said earlier with the strategy where you know you might uh, your opponent might be really bad with that character. You know, it might be something along the lines of if you can be diverse enough to be well versed in all the male characters, mm -hmm. then you can play as Edge Master, and you can pretty much assure yourself that your opponent probably doesn't know how to defend against all the fighting styles. Yeah, so they might know sense. like one or two like really good, you know, uh, counterattacks and stuff like that. But similar uh, to a character like uh, Mokujin in uh, Tekken, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy made out of wood. Yeah, I, I had to think about that for Which, a second. See Mokujin try to imitate Ogre is just hilarious. Yes. <laughs> do you do you suppose that um one of the reasons why we don't see a lot of single player campaigns like we've seen out of um um is it Nether Realm Studios, yes. Studios Nether, yeah. out of Nether Realm Studios is that you know it's it's it probably takes just as much effort to like like uh, like all of the effort that it takes to come up with the characters to do all the art and all the programming all the movesets for all the different characters it probably takes just as much as that all over again to actually do the single player campaign between the voice acting, between all the motion capture work, between all the directing and like all that. Do you think it's, do you think it's cost benefit for the studios? Like how many people are really interested in this? Cause I, I know a lot of people like I picked up, like I buy, I borrowed injustice so that I could play through the single player mm -hmm. campaign because it's, but because it's only like what, five hours long or whatever yeah. it is. It's mm -hmm. like, I would, I would never buy it because I'm not a fighting game guy. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so do you, do you think that that factors into the studio's decisions? I could see it factoring into the studio's decisions. Um, like, by the same time, like, for me, I think it helps, uh, like, it, like, I really don't want to say, like, the casual versus the competitive, but, like, for the everyday consumer, really, that's what I should say, for the everyday consumer, I think it is more of a draw for the studio to, like, bring them in, because, obviously, you know, when you think of, like, profits, you want to have something that will bring in profits. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when I see a lot of these, you know, like, tournament organizers and, like, professional players when i actually see them like watching them playing this stuff on twitch um one of the guys that i follow uh, ally joe he um he does a lot of the or he does this um 
major called East Coast Throwdown. Mm-hmm. He was playing through single player, and like you could you could hear him just go like you could hear him, you could see him like his is like his jaws dropping at some of these moments, <sighs> like when Superman kills off Shazam. Like, and especially with how he kills off Shazam, you just see the chat room just going with, like, with all these, like, um, with uh, Isaac's head from, Bison, from Binding of Isaac, yeah, with, like, the tears with the running tears. out, with the tears running out, you just see, like, everyone just, like, with that, it's like, no, Billy, no! Because <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, Shazam is a child of Billy Batson, so you can literally argue that Superman just killed a child. <laughs> Oh yeah, in in the game, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, um, especially when the, with the wind quote, the ass. I like being a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I got dark pretty fast. Um, <laughs> um, well, I have all, I have everything I thought of uh, thinking about. Brian, do you have anything else whatsoever that you want to add to the conversation I, I, here? Actually, I have, I have a question. Wow. I, I, I think this is I think this is really like the most important thing that could come out mm-hmm. of this conversation. Where do you stand on Rumble Roses? <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest. I, I have completely not played it. forgot about Rumble Roses. I have not played it, so I really don't. I really can't produce an opinion of it. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has redeeming qualities uh, I, but i know I, I know some people i know I've, some people have been saying the same thing about dead or alive and i've played rumble rose <laughs> okay maybe i shouldn't point out dead or alive at all at all honestly because now that i've seen the game in action the new version uh which is uh, dead or alive 5 ultimate i do think it actually is a good game i don't know if i god i hate all the dlc showing up on xbox live for doa 5 ultimate it just just god damn it a lot of it is cosmetic there's uh, well yes, but when I go into new releases looking for DLC and all yeah. of it is DOA Five <laughs> Ultimate, it's Naughty just like squirt. God damn it! Can't yeah, you no. just group all this? It's like the rock band songs all over oh, again. God, okay, okay, I get it. Except yeah, worse. With, uh, with all the, like the naughty school girl, the bikini. Oh my god! I don't, I don't stuff. care if you have all this bullshit DLC, but when I can't even see new DLC that isn't think they, dead or alive, I think they started doing uh, speedos for men for this game now. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, now no one can claim they're sexist anymore. Well, yeah, really. Well, they um, can, but they. You know. Though, to be honest, I don't know, so if anyone can confirm that, if you have any listeners that play DOA, <laughs> if you want to confirm that, you're more than welcome to. And, you know, that that's that's one of the things. It's like, I, I'm wondering about your take on this. You know, it's one of my, my uh, one of my minor issues with, um, you know, with, with, with fighting games, especially like Brumbo Roses and Dead or Alive right. and stuff like that, is like, you know, I, sort of soul it, caliber. Yeah, sort of a little bit. Is that you know they they definitely seem to be exploitive of, of females, and and skullgirls too. <laughs> sure, and and so it's like, you know, it, it you know that, this kind of thing certainly is not restricted to fighting games by any means. But right, um, but it seems to be the most prominent. It, in it seems to be the most prominent. Oh yeah, and that that that, that that's I mean, hell, the soul cal- soul caliber four had butt jiggle physics. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and which so, is okay, both disgusting Dead or, and Dead or Alive. If you've seen, if you've seen the boop jiggle physics, I have. Yeah. I Dead reviewed or, Dead or Alive. There's five. the options on Dead or Alive Five where I think the highest one is OMG. It is. I it remember. Is, and, that. The, and the physics are as bad. like the bouncing is as bad as Dead or Alive One. Like it's yeah, that thi- oh okay. Your 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 yeah. physical representation was it much is, more helpful. It's it's it's, it's, it's okay. basically basically me. I, I was fla- I was flailing an arm for those who don't who an actual arm. Yes, I was yeah. flailing my arm around. Basically, that's how bad it was. But um, going back to the sexist thing, 
I'm sorry. I'm just imagining, like, you know, what what system was uh, Dead or Alive One on? Was it like the PS One again? It was an Xbox at least. It was. Uh, yes, I, I remember. Think, that. Yeah, I want to say it was Xbox. Uh, or, or I, I'm, just, I'm one or two. just imagining these women's massive breasts just becoming sentient <laughs> and just attacking everything. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> interesting physical... window into your psyche. Okay, <laughs> with how the physics calm your works. tits. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, that's a show. Good night, everybody. Oh, I think I have the show title. <laughs> calm your tits. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want you to prove you know, like, okay, you've seen Spaceballs. I've not, actually. Oh, God. Charlie? Yeah. Okay, so you know the scene towards the end with, uh, with, um, Barf's tail at the, at the, um, pit stop? <laughs> like, look, look, lady, it's got a mind of its own. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. Also, shout out to Mel Brooks. But, um, oh. going back to your question before about, like, the whole sexism thing, and <laughs> actually, it's funny you mention that because that has been a huge question for, um, quite some time especially like when you look at a competitive um the competitive portion of it where you have or the 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 male to female ratio is incredibly um i would say incredibly depressing because i would say like it's almost like 99 percent men you're talking about of competitive in competitive yeah in competitive gaming okay um why this happens i don't know i mean i've tried researching this issue for quite some time a lot of people say it's supposedly going back to the days when we were all in the arcades and there weren't that many females around it's like but that doesn't really help things that just that's just giving me history that's not giving me why there's all this sexism if it's just because of you know how people were brought up well then grow the fuck up really yeah. you know i i mean i welcome i personally welcome anybody into the scene and i sure. know um recently uh there's a whole panel of um people that are in that are known in the fighting game community there was people like mark man mark julio from mad cats okay um james chen who is a uh, commentator um ryan gutierrez um and uh z and zian who are uh two really good players from singapore they're all in this panel back i think it was in um oh god it, it was in one of the one of the conventions recently like a, about a month ago and there was a girl that came up, like, at the end to ask about, like, what they can do as far as, you know, bringing females into the scene. And honestly, I don't think any of them had a really good answer, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And that's one of those things that... See, even, even I'm having a hard time answering yeah. it because I just don't know how to answer it, really. No, because I, I remember, you know, um, I, I remember Kotaku becoming uh, getting under fire about this kind of stuff. Yeah, they always, they, oh, geez, they, if... Particularly, you know, I mean... If there was uh, a, basically any negative thing that became public about the FGC, Kotaku would just go after it, publicize it, and it's like, but you're only then, promoting the, the negative stuff. But it's like, there's so much other positive stuff that's that's been going on. Like, we just had a Soul Calibur player in Atlanta who passed away and what people oh. did and this and this guy was pretty good he got like fourth place at MLG events like wow. fourth place and fifth place at MLG events wow. yeah and now that you know then we had people that were raising money for the to cover the funeral costs wow wow that so, actually I mean, is really cool yes and um like this past year with evolution to get the i think it was the eighth game or the ninth game into the thing 
people voted with their money. So people voted with their money to, and all the money to, went towards uh, breast cancer research. Oh, wow. And there was a good, like, couple million. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I, I think a lot of things, you know, I, I covered this a couple of weeks ago when I, we did the feature about why we don't cover a lot of negative news and stuff like that. Um, I, I think a lot of American media, media has just kind of become that where, right. you know, people like to see the negative things more, even though, you know, there are people like all three of us in this room and probably several of the listeners would love to read the occasional feel good story about, you know, like exactly. raising money for a funeral or something like that. Or, you know, like, you know, as odd as it was when I saw the pic, the, the picture, the article a couple weeks ago yeah. about these two kids that were going to buy GTA five. And then they ended up saving a man out of a burning house. I was just like, that sucks yeah. that his house burned down, but what an awesome story, yeah. you know? Exactly. And it's like the moment you turn on the news, like any local news station, First thing they pull up is something about a car accident, something about a murder. It's like, really? That's how you start off the whole thing? It's one of the reasons why I try not to watch the local or exactly. national news for that matter. Exactly. It's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of, like, push myself away from certain certain websites about gaming. Because when they, you know, especially with, like, Kotaku, namingly, uh, I think the game, guy's name is uh, Jason Schreier. Yeah. I talk about him quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like the like the the like the one like the like the two things he always brings up in every single fighting game article, almost every single one, is <clears throat> the sexism scandal that occurred during the uh, promotional stuff for Street Fighter Cross Tekken called Cross Assault. And all I really, remember that. Yeah, where um, I remember that. Yeah, the uh, Tekken player Eris basically just made some sort of like comment towards one of the female players, and yeah, then it blew up. It blew yeah. up from there. Um. Because, like, some people, they just won't, I guess, that I yeah, I mean, I should say maybe, like, they won't let it go, and some people, they don't, they shouldn't have to, they have every right to keep it, you know, to remember what happened, but, damn, I'm at a, the, I'm at a loss the, of words now. The thing you have to remember about Jason Schreier as well is that he's a massive JRPG fan. Right. And as a fellow JRPG fan, right. we, we love to point out the flaws in every other every community other, just because genre, we yeah. ourselves have a ton <laughs> of our own flaws. So th- I could th- well th- imagine. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, 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 him, not you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it's like he doesn't like, but then you have all these comments. They talk about all these good things that have occurred. Yeah. It's like, you know, Kotaku these... has gotten better, though. I mean, the, the, I there, hope so, yeah. There, well, there was a couple months ago where uh, editor-in-chief Stephen Totillo actually came forward and said, hey, we want we want to cover more of the positive things from the FGC, you know, mm-hmm. help us out, you know. And then they actually did start doing a lot of these, you know, positive stories and stuff like that. Or they would cover, like, the tournament without a shred of, like, you know, leaning either way but uh, between pro and con. They would uh, basically, yeah. you know... I, I really hate just regurgitating press releases, but that's what they were doing. And the fact that they managed to do yeah. that without saying anything negative was a step in the right direction. It was I, astounding I for me. Yeah. But it's like, like I said, like there are so many things, there are so many good things that have happened. Like there are disabled players that they have to play with uh, on a controller with their mouth and their hand. Yeah. There's a, there's one guy that's like, I've talked to him before. He's a really cool guy. He's a really good player. But because of like because of his physical condition, mm-hmm. where his body just didn't grow yeah. at all, he has to be in. He basically has to be in like a specialized wheelchair, and that's how he that's how he moves around. Interesting. But you know, people get together, raise money for people like him or some of the like some like the physically disabled uh, players in Japan, for example, to get them over to Las Vegas Revolution because that's like one of the things they always want to do. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So, 
So I, I guess just to, just to sum up my question, yeah. what, w- what would you say to somebody that has been avoiding, male or female, that, that, that has been avoiding mm-hmm. the fighting game community because the sexism that, that's there bothers them? What would you say to them? Ooh. Um, I would say that, like we just mentioned, the media likes to blow up a lot of issues. They have every right mm-hmm. to be concerned about issues like that. They really do. Because you're going to find that situation, the sore situation, everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, there are good people everywhere. There really are. There are really good people everywhere. And while I'm not, like, the greatest expert when it comes to knowing any sort of female players, I could always provide them maybe, like, a couple names. Maybe, it's like, to ask, maybe like they can ask them, you know, like, what they've done. Yeah. You know, what they've done to make their to make their experience within the community a positive one. Yeah. Well there you go. That's really cool. Cool. Um I think this I think this was a really good uh conversation we had. Yeah. Here. You know, even Charlie got involved with it. <laughs> hey. Um well thank you, Brian, for uh lending your expertise of fighting games here. Um up next, uh we check in with Goat and the rest of the mailbag. Okay, before we check in with the mailbag, um, let's go ahead and check in with Goat with his weekly Goat Remote. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Goat Remote checking in. Apparently, we still need 35 rings before this happens. Uh, <laughs> I am out in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Sad day. Uh, Peabody's, the iconic venue, is closing at the end of the month, so I will not be able to come back. Aww. Kind of bummed about that. Uh... I hear we have Brian on, Brian on today. He's a fighter or a fighting gamer. I'm not sure. Either way, I uh, hope he uh, fills my uh, spot correctly. Uh, and you boys have fun. Bah. Well, he's in the right chair, so we got to, we're on the right <laughs> yeah right foot, I guess. Um, so apparently, Goat's uh, one of Goat's favorite venue, Peabody's, is closing, and he's really sad about it. And would you would you consider yourself a lover or a fighter? No, no, no. He he said a. Uh, he, uh, well, Brian's, said on t- Brian's on today. He's a fighter or a fighting gamer. I'm not sure either way. Right, well, no, he's a fighting gamer. But I'm saying, aside from that, are you a lover or a fighter? This is not a trick question. It's okay. It depends on the day. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> only on Tuesdays, etc. Um, <laughs> okay, it. so we're getting to our actual mailbag question. Uh, we actually didn't really have one mailbag questions we just kind of threw it out and said hey talk about fighting games um so taylor says i'm terrible at fighting games but the smash brothers series would be my pick they've always been very approachable to a severe novice like myself and can settle all of those old schoolyard disputes like who would win in a fight link or mario um brian do you consider the smash brothers games uh fighting games because i know there's a ton of controversy surrounding this whether they're fighting games or like party fighting games i'll put this way i can i can see i can i can see why people would say yes or no to it um as far as smash brothers go i know a lot a lot a lot of the controversy comes from everybody turning off all the items Going for a very vanilla stage. That's what. That's where you get the whole joke about no items. Fox only final destination. Yeah. Um, but it's to make an even playing field for both players. Basically, to make sure that there aren't any distractions. Um, but at the same time, and there's a thing that we talked about earlier when it came to spamming projectiles. A little thing called spacing, and it's the idea of trying to 
give yourself an advantage um, in the sense that your opponent doesn't hit you. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, organizers that I talked to, he's, he thought of Smash Bros. as, as a very skewed... Um, it's a very skewed way of looking at, at spacing because, I mean, like, with all the items there, you really aren't playing the game how it was meant to be played, essentially. Right. yeah. So you don't have the item, like the one bob bomb, for example, to throw at the guy. Right. Let's, you know, to test the reactions. Let's see if he'll dodge it. Oh, look, he didn't. <laughs> I win. Um, so you think the fact that it's more items-based is why some right. people think it's less of a fighting game. Right. Eh, I can see either way. Uh, Cameron says favorite Super Smash Brothers brawl. Oh, man, a lot of the Smash Brothers yes. fans. Um, least favorite Mario Party. Technic- <laughs> technically not a fighting game, but yeah. when chance time comes around or stars get stolen, that's when fighting begins. Just not in the game. Uh, uh, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. But Surprisingly, I don't want to. though, um, Smash Brothers Melee got I think the most number of views from Twitch and Nico Nico this year at um at, Ev- at Evolution. I think it was like about like. 200,000 like you that? think a lot of any of that was bumped up by it almost not being there I wouldn't doubt it yeah. <laughs> I would be surprised and just from press like you know making making people more aware of it possibly yeah uh, songbird writes in the emails this week uh, dear Viking Jesus Technotronicorn and Brian which is you hi <laughs> uh, mailbag answer without any hesitation my favorite fighting game goes to the Super Smash Brothers series and honorable mention goes to Tekken as it was the game which brought me to the PlayStation realm Unfortunately, the game that really disappoints me is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Overall, the game just feels meh to me. Uh, It wouldn't be fair for me to make an absolute call about the competitive community considering I don't follow it and because I mostly run into the negative stuff the media puts out. Right, there we 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 go, go. yeah. Um, If this hasn't been talked about yet, for some reason, what characters are your best in what fighting games they're in? Oh, and congrats to VJ for Sonic's inclusion in the next Smash Bros. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, she's answered my question. My best character in a fighting game is Sonic and Smash Bros. Um, I'm, like I said, oh, I'm man. also pretty good with Nightmare and Soul Calibur. So how many games do you want me to list off? Uh, just two. <laughs> What's, yeah, just your, start your with top two. Favorite, your top two favorites. <laughs> top two favorites. Um, Injustice Gods Among Us, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Um, yeah. For Tekken Tag Tournament 2, it's going to be um, Lee Chao Long and Bruce Irving. I don't remember either of those characters, but okay. That's okay. Um, wait, wait, hey, hey, hello. I'm here, Oh, too. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were, a, um, uh, when Mortal Kombat 3 came out, I actually played that for whatever reason. I was, uh, I was being a mole rat at the time, and so I actually played that in the, <laughs> uh, in the in arcade a bit, and I, um, I, uh, Cyrax was my fighter of choice. Oh, yes. Really? So, yeah. That doesn't surprise me, actually. No. <laughs> the geek picked the robot. Surprise! <laughs> Cyrax is actually pretty brutal in Mortal Kombat 9. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of setups that people uh, did so that you'd be doing like seventy percent of the health bar huh. as far as damage goes. As far as uh, Mortal Kombat Nine goes, I would say Liu Kang. When you say Mortal Kombat Nine, that's the Mortal Kombat. It was just the, called the Mortal most, Kombat the most, the one that just came out. 2011. Okay. Yeah, the most recent one. Okay. Uh, how do people who continuously make installments in a fighting series keep things fresh? And will there ever be a point where a series will come to an end because they can't come up with anything new? Um, I think some of us would argue that Street Fighter has gotten to that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh Yeah, specifically Street Fighter Four. Um, we are at the... now, now that they're putting out Ultra Street Fighter Four. That's actually yeah, we're at the fifth installation of Street Fighter Four. Oh my god! I think what was it we're seriously? At... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here because we're at because we had because because it was because it was Street Fighter Four. There there Street was Four, there Super Street, Street Fighter, Super Fighter Street Four. Four. Then there's Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Four Arcade, Arcade Edition. Edition. Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition version 2012. 
and then Ultra Street and then Fighter Ultra Street Four. Fighter and what was the difference between these? Just characters and costumes? Um, like, no, it's there, uh, there were a lot of there were, there were a lot of balance tweaks and uh, stuff like balance that too. Tweaks to basically make sure every character was flushed was flushed out, as opposed to one character, one or two characters being the best. But that always happens in every fighting game, anyways. So some people mar- might argue that these should have been patches of the original game and not. A lot of people have actually argued that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing was, yeah, vanilla and super you had to pay for. Um, arcade edition, you could just play it on super. You could just pay fifteen dollars to get everything. You know, all of arcade edition, which was just Yun Yang, Evil Ryu, and Oni, with all the balance patches. Um, AE twenty twelve was a free update, but now Ultra is giving me like a forty dollar new thing. Or if you want with to do five the, new characters, one of five, which we don't know what it is, right? Um, it will be Solid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mention that because Bought day one. <laughs> yeah, no, um, Ultra you can buy uh, as. <laughs> As DLC for $15. I want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, what we do know so far is, let's see, it was Poison, Hugo, Rolanto, and Elena. Um, Hugo and Elena were from uh, Street Fighter 3. Poison's brand new. Um, Rolanto was from uh, Street Fighter Alpha. The fifth character, we don't know much about it. Although we know it's... Never been that, in a fighting game. Never been in a fighting game. Never be, And with that said, never been in Street Fighter, in a Street Fighter game. But is very relevant to Street Fighter. And my guess was Asura from Asura's Wrath because he, yeah. he he fought um, Ryu and uh, Akuma in mm-hmm. the DLC for Asura's Wrath, and it, it seemed like it would work very well. And they and were then, pretty uh, badass scenes too. They were really badass <laughs> scenes. Um, I'm pretty sure that at one point there was a uh, knee to the crotch that where he Fat dropped he dropped Ryu from the atmosphere onto yes. his knee and his crotch. It was oh my god. Yeah, I but, cringed for days. Yeah, but then the, <laughs> the other clue we have is that it's not Fat Mega Man from the PlayStation 3 version of Street Fighter Cross Tekken <laughs> or Asura. Um, they they said straight out it's not Asura? Right. Oh, man. Yoshinori Ono has flat out said it's not Asura. But what was the other question? Ono himself, isn't it? <laughs> He's one of the dude, rumors, isn't he? Honestly, I was thinking that. I was thinking either going to be... I was thinking either Yoshinori Ono... Maybe Seth Killian because he was the community manager for Capcom and he's been Didn't he didn't he go to like Unreal or something like no, that? No, he went to um he went to the uh development team uh that did uh Smash Brothers All Stars. Uh, PlayStation All Stars? Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. PlayStation All Stars. <laughs> hey guys <laughs> So do you think that would be him just being jealous about the the fans asking that for oh Reggie God, to be yes. in Smash, Bro- Smash Brothers? <laughs> oh t- I wanna be in my fighting game. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Reggie said, "Hey, if they want, hey, if I want, if they yeah. want me in the game. My body's I ready. Want, yeah. I want Reggie to be in the game so but, um, badly." The question that Songbird asked, uh, "What was it again?" <laughs> uh, how do people continuously make installments in a fighting series, keep things fresh, and will there ever be a point where a series will come to an end because they can't come up with something new? Um, to keep things fresh, obviously, that's where the balance patch thing goes, and that's where they start adding new characters and stuff. And, like and that. adding new characters, and while um, the balance patch thing doesn't might not seem like much depending on what game you're talking about, yeah, it really does make a difference to an extent when you see it in a competitive level. Now, of course, not everyone's interested in a competitive level, but as far as um things going stale, it's a given already. Um, oh yeah, and one of the top players uh, goes by the name of Tokido. He pretty much flat out said, Japan's kind of tired of Street Fighter 4. We kind of want Street Fighter 5 now. We're kind of, you know, you, you could you could you just throw throw us a bone a little bit, you know, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are, uh, we're kind of the face of the competitive scene now. Would be nice, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I don't um, think it'll ever be a, a, um, a, 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 a situation where they've run out of ideas. I think it'll be a, we're not selling any games anymore, so we should probably stop making them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to be fair, this is also the same company we're talking about that really didn't do any sort of advertisement for their digital releases whatsoever. 
you yeah. know, for Street Fighter 3 Online Edition, Darkstalkers Resurrection, Marvel vs. Capcom Origins, all of which were done by, um, all of which were uh, redone were, by Iron Galaxy. I was, I was going to say, they were done by the same development studio, weren't they? Yep, and Iron Galaxy, Galaxy also did Dive Kick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Talking about that game again. Um... <laughs> Songbird it's says, fun, "Yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, though not as obscure compared to other genres, I still feel the music in fighting games doesn't get enough praise as they should be getting. What are your some of your favorites? I'd also like to give a shout out to Laura and Travia for appearing in Tekken Tag Tournament Two Wii U Edition with High School Love, even if it's incredibly cheesy. Yes, um, which apparently Laura herself didn't know she appeared in the game until oh. like two oh weeks ago. Um, um, music though, oh god, music. Guilty Gear is hands yes. down." Yes, because okay. all of Guilty Gear's yes. metal. Even yeah. just the one song for Guilty Gear X Sir that's been announced, that's been shown off already, I fucking love it. Yeah. So definitely Guilty Gear. Um, I would always say I'm I'm going to cheat and say uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three because no, I, I because because all of those themes are from Capcom games. I enjoy a lot of the music from Capcom games. And the other nice <laughs> thing, the other cool thing about um with the Marvel vs. Capcom Three stuff is a lot of the character themes from the Marvel side are um, also character themes from the older games that they showed up in. So, like, Wolverines, really? for example, it's the theme from MVC 1. The, the Power Rangers sounding one? Yes. <laughs> um, Magneto's theme was uh, from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Same thing with Storms. Sentinels oh, was cool. from Children of the Atom, which Children of the Atom, that's a that's like 98, 99 we're yeah, talking about. That was a, that so was a long time that ago. Was, yeah, that was a long-ass time ago that we're talking about with some of these games. So, are you sure? I think it's like 96, 97 now I think about it, because that was when Alpha was still uh, good. In um, in Street Fighter, yeah, Ada, actually, now I think about it, Adon's theme from Street Fighter Alpha. That was a pretty good one too. Um, you're now suddenly so popular that you need to hire a bodyguard. Which fighting character would you pick and why? Ooh, ooh, uh, Kratos. <laughs> I'm counting it because he appeared as a guest character in Mortal Kombat. I'll allow it. Um... <laughs> also in Soul Calibur on PSP. Ooh, I would oddly either... enough. Ooh, man, that's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna say. I would either say if it's Street Fighter, it'd be Zangief. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Put him in a nice suit, you know. <laughs> put, put him in a nice. Just Italian... because you are a bad guy doesn't mean <laughs> you are a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> um, God, Wreck It Ralph oh. was awesome. <laughs> or um, uh, Iron Tiger from a uh, Blaze Blue. Basically, it's like it's, it's like another like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. big big guy like, grappler guy, but like it's he's like, he's like such a gentleman attitude too it's it's hilarious charlie cyrax because <laughs> it's all i got i can't think of anybody he else. probably works as a mobile wi-fi hotspot nice, <laughs> I like it. and he's not homeless <laughs> if goat were here he'd probably say batman yeah <laughs> or choker for that matter yeah. it works now uh yeah thank you injustice um <laughs> thank you ed boone i see you all the time uh, unfortunately, your bodyguard decides to take a vacation for one week. You get kidnapped and forced into a cage match with a fighting character you really don't like. Who is it, oh, and what do you do? Bitch, man. Uh, so I, I'm guessing this well, the character would... I don't like. Oh man, this is ooh. well. See, this would face me in a cage match against Patroclus from Soul Calibur Five, and he's a wuss. So oh. I, don't, I don't think I would uh, have a problem. Oh, no, with I just that. say is that you're a uh, um. What was it? The whatever those things that were uh, the mal whatever. The, guy, the the people he had he was supposedly killing. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember their name. 
Yeah, but like oh, uh, they they were like malnourished or something. Not malnourished, no, not malnourished. but they but they they were it basically translated to like bad soul or something. Yeah. Um. Oh man, with the character I don't like. That's gonna be a never tough said one. it had to be a strong character, so you could be fighting serve bots for all you care. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could kick Lego people. <laughs> no, oh, I, I don't know. Them. Have you have you ever stepped on a Lego that hurts? <laughs> oh yeah, worth it, Dan Hibiki, for my answer. <laughs> he was the joke oh. character for Street Fighter. Oh, okay. The pink gi with uh, the ponytail. Oh, okay. That's odd, but okay. Who's the um, Who's the character from Street Fighter? The 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 meditating guy who like extends his arms. Dalsim. Dalsim. Uh, yeah, him. Because that would freak me the fuck out <laughs> in real life. You want to be in a cage match? No, 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 no. I thought I thought you were supposed to pick the person you would least like to fight against. Well, it just says a character you don't like, which is why I picked Patroclus because he's not very strong and I don't like him. <laughs> oh, I misunderstood the question. Um, so who would I want to be in a cage match with? Well, someone someone that, someone that you don't, don't like. like. That's that's uh, that's. I'm using her own wording against her, <laughs> basically. Fighting game character you don't like. We'll put it that way. So basically, if you if, if there's any fighting game character that you just want to beat the crap out of in a steel cage. <laughs> Which I'll still go with Danny Beaky at that point. Oh, the um the stupid cop from Mortal Kombat. Striker. Striker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He has guns. <laughs> Do you really want to fight a guy with oh, guns? That guy needs a baton to the face. <laughs> Striker, my favorite mall cop ever. I'm somehow not surprised <laughs> yeah. that uh that Charlie um no disrespect for our law enforcement officials. <laughs> um, well, that's the extent of our mailbag. However, we do have a really long voicemail uh, from oh from our favorite Matches Elfring from Versus the Net. So uh, <laughs> oh, let's let's. It, okay, it's only two minutes long. It's it's not. I know. That I just see bad. this giant paragraph. Yeah, that's Google Voice for you. Okay, well, let's take a listen. Hey, Gamer Head Radio, welcome to the first edition of Matches Box, where I stand out of box and tell you what games are great or terrible. <laughs> this week, I'm talking about the greatest racing game of all time. All time underlined twice. It's called Bump and Jump for NES. Here's what makes the game great. You drive in a car, you go real fast. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta jump over some, some holes in the road, because we all know construction crews leave giant holes in the road. And then you gotta bump people. Bump them off the track, get them out of your way. The reason why make, that makes it the, the best uh, racing game of all time is because you can go fast, you can go slow, and you can jump. Much oh like God. real car driving right now. Like I'm on Randall Road. I'm going to bump this guy off the road. I'm going to jump on top of that freighter. You know, a freighter for a shipping container unit. I can say, semi-truck. I'm going to jump on it. Uh, it doesn't need story. Uh, the story is go forward, go left and right. Forza, Gran Turismo's, uh, whatever other dumb games are ever racing. The problem that they have is they want you to do too much. They want you to, to build your car. They want you to, uh, to, I don't know, I don't play them that much. I can tell you what's great about Pumpa Jump is that you just get one car. Oh, you want to customize your car? Not here. Everybody gets the same first player car. You can bump and jump. You still need a reason to play the game, <laughs> you haven't been listening to me. So you heard me, Mikey Jesus, play some goddamn retro games. <laughs> you, won't, 
you'll thank me in a, in a very long card that you bought at Target. And it's going to say, congratulations for making me a better gamer. It's going to match his box. I'm out of here like the wind. And the wind this week is bump and jump. <laughs> You know, you know, a two-minute-long voicemail. He was talking about racing games, and not once did he mention Fast Seven. Still, way to Fast Seven. I was actually going to. I was honestly expecting him to say something around the lines of "Bump and Jump to the Fast and Furious." <laughs> I also was like, just something like that. So uh, apparently, matches um, plays this racing game where you only get one car. You can only go uh, forward, turn, and jump. But wait, what if I want to upgrade my car? Too damn bad. <laughs> not in this fucking game. <laughs> You want to upgrade your car? Fuck you! You can go play Gran Turismo's or Forza's or whatever fucking... Only two fuck. buttons, bump and jump. <laughs> Only two controls, bump and jump. That'll be the next game from the dive kit, people! But with a name like that, it's going to be a much different game, I think. Uh, oh my. Rated M for mature. Um... <laughs> And then suddenly, apparently, matches felt the need to yell at me for not playing retro games. I'll find some good ones for you. How's uh, that? Uh, no, you won't. No, no, no one will. No, no. I just whatever. <laughs> Thank you, matches, for uh, ranting about a game that I'm not sure actually exists um, for two minutes. You should come over sometime and play some dive kick. I, I, I'm, I'm capable of, of, of playing it. Myself. Oh, That's yeah. not like a proposition to anyone else. <laughs> or was it just me? Well, <laughs> just, in, just 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 put the sound bit in there right now. <laughs> no, um. it's, it's just so much better. It's just it's just so. Wow, it's just not really bad. It's so much better with two people. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this is the part where I start wrapping up the show. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So hey, I, hey uh, guess what? At least I didn't mention the PS Vita version of Dive Kick. Why? What's wrong with the Vita version? I'll tell you later. Oh, how about now? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Apparently, you have to share the same Vita for the game. So basically, one. So play- if you're playing two players, you're basically on two sides of a handheld. Yes. That's actually not unheard of, because there are a lot of tablet games that do that, but they, they're meant to be, like, awkward yeah. and stuff like that. Um, As one of my friends put it, it'd be sweet, sweet bromance. <laughs> that's 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 kind of weird, bro. It is kind of weird, bro. So that's everything, gentlemen. Um, uh, Brian, you don't have anything to plug, I guess? Um, I would say if uh, anyone's interested in watching any major events, um, hit up uh, www.shoryuken.com. That is it's S-H-O-R-Y-U-K-E-N.com. Shoryuken! Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> um, that, that's the uh, number one fighting game community website. Yes. And stuff like that. I, I go there every so often, but, you know, obviously not as much as you. That's okay. Um, cool. Uh, Charlie, do you have anything? Aside from the normal stuff. Nothing out of the ordinary. If Goat were here, he would want me to mention that his band 29 Needles is playing at Wisconsin Metal Fest at the Rave on Saturday, November 9th in uh, Milwaukee. Um, They're opening up along with uh, some pretty big bands are there. Asking Alexandria, All That Remains, Seven Dust, Periphery, Bleeding Through, and so many more. Um... Like I said, if Goat were here, he'd want me to mention that. And I did, so there. And I, I feel good about it. Um, other ooh, than that... Ooh, I got one. You got one? Ring of Honor Wrestling 
at Chicago Ridge on the 26th, I believe. I think I'm coming to that. I'm I, going. I, I, I might. I'm. Well, there you go. So if you wanna, if you wanna meet Brian, um, you know, uh, Ring of Honor at uh, Chicago Ridge on October 26th. Um, tickets are 20 bucks. He's not involved yes. in it. He's just spectating. But you know, I just love it when they come to Chicago Ridge. That's all. It's awesome. It, it, it's it's really good. I really hope I have the money for it. Um, but other than that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/GamerHeadRadio. Follow us on Twitter for new updates and episodes. Uh, at GamerHeadRadio. Um, I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at T E K Charlie. And Brian, do you have a Twitter that you want out there at um, all? Um, at Thunder Underpants. Um, basically spell it without the E's. There oh, you go. There you go. <laughs> um, we're on Google Plus. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on our own damn website. Uh, please like us. Plus one us. Five star us. Upvote us. Whatever the fuck it is on whatever website you're listening to us on. This episode is brought to you by Shadowloo. Join us or we'll knee press your ass. <laughs> this has been Gamerhead Radio. Did it, 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 did it,